bam, we're live. Um, so now I'm in uh, Pattaya in Thailand, um, and I 100% agree this wouldn't be my first time where a time zone like has has messed up a, a date or an interview. Um, yeah, um, but especially no, with the I'm Aussies. On the I'm I'm so embarrassed to say this. What 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 time is it there right now? It's eight thirty a.m. Tuesday morning. Okay. So what? Where okay. are you, America? And, and so I'm in Santa Cruz. So you're in the path. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm in Santa Cruz, California, and I'm looking up at six thirty-one p.m. Um, are is uh, oh. our our connection is so bad. Oh, you're perfect. That, on that my always end. scares me great. too. Okay, good. Thank you. Well, I, I pulled I pulled my hair back into a, into a, I pulled all my hair back <laughs> trying to look trying I'm trying to look presentable today. What what an, what an awesome human being you are. What, what I mean, I was. It's so crazy when you you dig into someone right before they come on the show. The last couple of days, I've been watching podcasts you've done and interviews, and and what a journey. But it seems like I mean I guess I interview a lot of Australian the Australian women I interview are usually athletes but it's it's um man you guys are a, a unique breed over there. I think you, honestly I think it's because we come from like the convict background we've got like like that wild rebel but uh, hardworking sort of attitude and we're like a little bit of a rat bag. You just know what a rat bag is? Just like a cheeky like a cheeky little bugger, but someone who's like you know always down for the cause like. Um, I think so Australia was the convict settlement of England so we're really just like the unposh uncivilized uh, version of England um, our mother uh, like our mother home and um, yeah we were the backbone of like what started Australia so we I think we need to remember most most of them were just blue-collar workers um, that got sent over in the ships to Australia to settle it and you know birth Australia as to what it is um, and there was a lot of like Irish um, and English, just just like rat bags. Everyone who I guess stole, you know, stole bread to feed their family or were in trouble with the law. But for things that were for, yeah, I think it's honourable. If in, in those days you're a brave soul, if you're about to steal some bread because your family's starving, um, I think that's like a good personality trait. Obviously, you know, stealing is bad. But if you have to think it of happens. like an attribute that you want passed down in your in your in your genes, that's I want that. That's bravery. Hey, when I, when I think of that um, nation, I think of uh, you guys being a little freer. Like when I think of like partying with Australians, it's like someone's always probably going to get naked, or there's someone's going in the swimming pool, or there, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a little wild. Until like this, in, until the last couple of years, I thought like that country was the baddest ass country until I saw kind of how they reacted to the whole pandemic. I was like, what are those guys doing over there? Shouldn't they be pulling out their knives and like, shouldn't they be pulling out their giant steak knives and like, just say it again. And it went worse, but it got worse. Like we were the ones with the, with the camps, like people getting put into like the detention camps. Did Um, you get put into one of those? No, because I stayed in Thailand, um, which was a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I was, so I was in Thailand. Um, I was going to the, like the airport. I get stuck because of COVID. I've got like $120. I was meant to go and guest speak at a um, meditation retreat in Bali, um, which was about to give me my next, you know, lump sum of paycheck to continue on with, you know, I, I think I was meant to go back to America and do a reality TV show um, at the time. 
Anyway, I get stuck. I end up going back and living in a Muay Thai gym, sleeping on the concrete floors because I had like I had to do it. I had nothing else, no, nowhere else to go. Now, once they started, what um, year was that? Out, so that's that's 2020. That's like January of 2020. Yeah, that's like January 2020 because I got, okay. I went there at the end of 2019. Now, when yeah, the police started like keeping us indoors. Um, and, and like going up and down the streets and everyone now I'm surrounded by just ties and we're a bit more off the beaten track. Um, I went and had a look the other, the other weekend. It's now got a road there. So I was like, Oh wow, we've upgraded, but I was a little bit off the beaten track. I had no bike. So that made it more difficult too. to, no, you had no, what I'm sorry. No motorbike, like no moped. Right. So that kind of like makes you very isolated when you're in Thailand because you're not walking more than a hundred meters in this heat. Um, anyway, I remember I, I started to get actually for the first time a little bit worried, you know, and, um, I started sending some emails back home to be like, Hey, I'm one of the people who are missing and lost. Um, I wouldn't mind being flying home to safety. Um, and then that's when, yeah, the Australian government was like, uh, you know, we have a Centrelink, which is where, you know, like our poor people go to if, um, you don't have work or you don't have a job or if you were like me and you're a kid that had no home, you get put in the system, if that makes sense. Um, so I was being in the system for like since a really young age and, yes, yeah, so I emailed back to be like, get me out of here. And um, they told me to go go into Centrelink, go into a Centrelink office and everything would be sorted out for me, to which I thought, okay, I'm stuck in Thailand. Um, well, let's just buckle up and this is where we're stuck through COVID. But then... I started seeing like it as a blessing because then I started seeing what was happening back home. Um, and they were like at that time getting stuck for like 10 years back home in Australia. Um, for what? For how long? For 10 years. Everyone was, if they got home, they were meant to be stuck for 10 years. Obviously all this stuff has been lifted in the last year since, you know, uh, new information. That's the kind of shit that they were saying over there. Yes. And I just remember thinking, I'm not going back home. I'm 10 years. Stuck Listen, there, Americans, right? do not ever give your guns back. Listen, ding No, dongs. never give them back because, Listen, like, honestly, we're the testing grounds. We're the testing grounds. I've truly believed that for a long time, even down to them taking our guns. Um, I have to be a little careful. Usually, because I, I got suspended, I got one strike already. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago, well, you're we were about talking. to get one. You're being no, annoyed. no, no. We're good. We're good. Hey, um, um, say this word again for me again. This Cinelinks thing. How do you spell that? I want to see that. On, I want to see what that is. Oh, sugar. I'm the worst speller. Um, oh. C-E-N-T-R-E-L-I-N-K. Oh, oh, oh like Centrelink. Okay, okay. Centrelink Australia. Uh, we yeah, deliver social security payment from- services to Australia. Oh, wow. Okay, I see this. I got to check this website out. Oh, you got one of these too. This is yeah. where they give money to poor people to keep them poor. They, they say yeah, they're helping you, but they're really just trying to keep you poor. Now, when I was a teenager. We got that. We got that too. <laughs> It was like, I, I think I was getting every fortnight like $75. Now, $75 as a teenager was meant to, because I was living out of home. I had no home. And that was meant to keep me in school and, and surviving. But I was a night, I ended up doing night packing. So I'd finish high school, go to, go to like your, your Walmart sort of thing. And I'd night pack till 2 a.m. And then just bloody bike at home, fall asleep, wake up 8 o'clock and do it all over again. Wait, what would you do? What would you do at the store until two a.m.? Night packing, so like filling all your filling all your food and filling all your clothes and just like the stock that would be like in a Walmart, like your equivalent. Of Walmart. You would steal. You would steal it from there. 
no, I would never steal from there. I oh. needed the job. I would. Oh, pack, oh, would oh, 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 the shelf. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You guys speak a little bit of a different English to me. I, I bear with me here. Hey, hey, um, Ty. So you're born in Australia. Yeah. And, and and your mom and dad are immediately out of your life. Uh, I think they're out from like eight or ten around those ages. They're gone. And, and what happened? How does someone lose their mom and dad at eight or ten? Uh, well, one travels and starts a job and new life in another country, and then the mother goes AWOL and just becomes a partier. So I think when, like, that kind of separation in the home, it just it leaves you at home alone. Um, lucky for mom- me, I had my little sister, and I just focused on that and just went to school. Like, I still went to school every day. I wasn't a bad kid. I was trying to get out of there. I was trying to get something, be something else. And so at eight years old, you went to around the age of eight or 10, you went to foster care. No, I didn't kind of get caught up into that until I was maybe 14 or 15 and started really needing money. So then I had to do go into this Centrelink where I had to like prove that I had no parents. And it was actually quite a grueling process. I probably wouldn't want to do that again. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm tripping on this. Uh, Was your mom into drugs? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. 100%. And, and then so you you just cruise in there, you're 14 years old, and you're like, yo, I don't got a home. Just by yourself? Yeah, I had um, – I actually think it was one of my girl guides. So when I was little, I did, you know, Girl Scouts. I did okay. Girl Scouts. I actually think it was – she ended up being – she was like my nanny as a kid. Not our nanny. We'd get dropped there. We'd get dropped there as a kid. Um, but I ended up doing Girl Scouts with this with this um, woman and her kids when I was older, and I'm pretty sure it was them who took me in. I forget. I think it was her, for sure. And and then so then she basically had to say, "Hey, I got a 14 year old kid living with me," and then boom, you're in the system. Did, and was yeah, she was she your foster? Did you go to a lot of foster homes? No, I went to two um, friends. So first was like um, Darlene Wipersh. They were a Filipino family. I lived with them for like eight months. Then went and lived with the Connolly family, which is one of the best Australian on Australian families you could ever live with. Um, and that was my one of my best mates, Dave Connolly. So I played rugby union um, and we were best friends for, through just playing in the same footy teams. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I everything to – there was a lot of people that gave me a couch to sleep on, I, I guess, growing up. But um, there was a uh, main what was that guy's name that you lived with? And, and you guys played on the same football team. We played. Um, we played high school rugby union, and then I boys and girls mixed. Out. It wasn't boys and girls mixed because girls weren't allowed. We had weren't allowed contested scrums because of the. I guess they said there were our neck, neck stability. Um, we weren't meant to like collide and push because we have a uh, scrum in our uh, football. Uh-huh. So. Uh, in saying that, I, re- I remember like picking my legs up and just like kicking these poor girls. Oh my God, I was such a horrible person <laughs> just to get the ball back. <laughs> uh, so, and then how, what, wow. When's the last time you saw your mom and dad? Um, I remember I saw my dad when I went to America, went and tried to find him. Oh, this is, this has turned dark. No, I went and I went and found him when I was in America and that wasn't like, you know, I think you you realize why they end up leaving. Um, and then my mom, I I don't think I've seen her in well easy over a decade. Um, I just try to speak, keep everyone at you know 
at arm's length. And at the same time, I haven't been back in Australia for over a decade. And before then, I've always just been really career focused. Um, before sport, I was a thermographer and I was an electrical contractor. So you were really what, wait, like, what's that word you use? That word thermographer? What's a thermographer? <laughs> yeah, I was a thermographer. So, you know, like Predator, how Predator has like the heat seeking eyes like, and it's all f vibration. It's pretty much a camera where it's just a camera that sees vibration. So it can see variances in like heat and, and cool, obviously. Um, and so, so like you, you would, you would assess a building's like, um, energy efficiency. They would call you and you'd go out there and Correct. do an assessment on the, with this special tool yep. you have and switchboards or machinery. Um, yeah, anything, anything that's moving. So it would be for insurance or routine maintenance. It was such a good job. <laughs> hey. Very different to playing football and bare knuckle, but <laughs> let me let me run these two scenarios by you, j just from other people. So I had this guy on the show named Travis Bajan, right from West Virginia, one yeah one of the best arm wrestlers in the world. And from a young age, he knew he had to be really good at sports if he wanted other people to like him. So from a very young Whoa. age, he put everything into sports so that also so that other parents of other kids would like him. And then maybe he could go to their house and get a warm meal and maybe uh, get a shower. Then, yeah. uh, then on the other side, you had, I interviewed uh, a woman named Kayla Harrison. Big, I know uh, Kayla Harrison. Oh, okay. Big fighter. So, and, and I read her book. Have you, do you know about her situation? No, I haven't read her book. I didn't know she had a book. I just know her th through watching the PFL because I'm friends with Ray Seffo. Okay. So from 8 to 16, her jiu-jitsu instructor was molesting her. Yeah, I think that happens to a lot of us females through, like, younger generation in sport. That's, like, a, a very common – that's a common thing. And I don't a com think a common theme. Women. Yeah, that's, like, a huge common theme, I think, for – a lot of us, when when we're all in the locker room, I think a lot of us have found that that type of shit like goes down. Um, I think it was more accepted back then. Um, I don't know how we're all accepting how it's like becoming accepted. I don't know where it's all going now. I think that's why the whole um, men as women thing is is just a bit more concerning for us women now that we're older and becoming super triggered because we were those little girls that had to cop this flack and keep our mouths shut. So. I think when we're just trying to protect women being women, um, it's just more because of these situations. So, yeah, good on Kayla Harris for speaking out because, yeah, save save the children, you know. Yeah, it's uh, – you have – in my personal opinion, I think you have to be fucking crazy to let men – in women's locker rooms or men play in women's sports or basically men need it. Men should never be alone with women unless, unless it's completely consented by the, the, the women, men are what we're fucking, we're here for one yeah. reason. Animals. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking, we're, we're anything that you could conceive that we would do. We we're cap we're capable of it. And, and, and women should be yeah. protected from that. It's, it's fucking nuts. Um, yeah. So I bring this up because what you do is so intense, right? So you played the 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 Legends Football League crazy, yeah, N nuts linebacker nuts. Uh, <laughs> man, e even being an electrician is is a little dangerous, right? And then and then I'm you're fighting, <laughs> and then you're fighting, um, and I've heard you say in other interviews that like yeah, these people have these. You have to be able to go deep. You have to have a dark place, um, that you go to that that maybe you cultivated this dark cave unwillingly but because of life circumstances you have it now 
and yeah. and somehow you're leveraging it right yeah because i think eventually things kind of balance out you know um if you're using it in the right way and you you know want to better your life i'm sure for other people they've gone a different direction you know you don't have a million tamaris or kayla harris is walking about or rose rose was the same wasn't she didn't she speak out because she was being molested like i th or abused or for anyone i think um I don't know, you but get, that would explain why she shaved her head, right? I mean, I heard her say she shaved her head because she didn't want to be seen as just some, like, super hot chick. Like, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. I think that would definitely put a chip on someone's shoulder in that sort of way. Um, and I think, like, that's for any sort of life circumstances. We're not just talking, like, that category or, or that type of just all about that. But I think for anyone who's gone without a meal even or just had their dad hit them or... You know, there's like a million things that can be seen as a bad story and you have to, David Goggins, your way out of it, you know. Um, and I think in the cage especially and in football, like set positions in football and, and in fighting, like if you don't have, I guess, I don't know, I feel like it's an award given from life, um, like a little badge, like you did it, son, like good on you. That that gives you something else that someone else who's had like this white picket life fence, like you can tell the difference when someone's got the dog in them and when someone doesn't. But you can also tell when someone has the dog in them and they haven't learnt to yet control it. Um, I think you know that also can can show when people are fighting just because things are so down to the millimeter um, in thoughts, in movements, in you know in everything. Um, so yeah. <laughs> what, what about what about that um learning to control it all your power is in is is you know 25 to 35 years old right i mean you're just i can't speak for women but for men you're just completely capable of anything maybe even younger 18 to 35 if someone says run through a brick wall you'll do it so you have to cultivate ideally you cultivate that control early on right yeah um, like, like, like I, I was watching a couple of your fights and you'll, there's a, you, you, especially in your, in your, you know, a couple of years ago in your fights, you'll just stand toe to toe <laughs> and just fucking war. Whereas you saw, you saw a couple of days ago, Loma and, uh, Haney, um, or, and you just look at Lomachenko's career. He, he doesn't do that. It's no. in out, right. He's yeah. controlled right in out. So fucking patient, right. So fucking patient. So, so that's where I'm I still want to go toe to toe. I love it because that's, I, I don't know. And you're I feel good like at it. What, and you're good and at I'm it. I'm good at it. And that's probably why I like to have so much pressure and put that onto people because a lot of people don't want that. Um, and now I'm at the moment, I've got a coach from Dagestan and they're just, he's there from the Muslim background, which is so opposite to what I guess my upbringing and, you know, my sort of crazy wild side. But <clears throat> I think to have them kind of give me this discipline and teach me the patience of knowing when to engage. Um, that's that's where I'm at with my fighting just because, and I guess that's also where I'm at like within my mind as well. Um, I think in the cage, out of the cage, you know, on the football field, off the football field, your life and everything, it, it kind of matches up as to what, you know, what's happening. Um, yeah, I still love to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and I'm still getting in trouble after every sparring session <laughs> for being like that. Um, but I like to bang, baby. Um, but no, I think 
I think boxing is something different, but I also feel for me, BKFC is also a different animal as well. Um, so the, the, the fighter that, that is like giving the most pressure is actually like in the lead just because we're, it's a two minute fight and we're here to fight. Yeah. But it's about balance. Um, with this, with this upbringing, was there, um, a change for you, uh, the, the journey of life's hard, fuck this, this is bullshit, why is this happening to me, where then all of a sudden it's like th that story is not working anymore. I, 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 like, I, 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 can't, I can't be – there can be no more victim. I'm going to have to just – I'm going to have to just throw that story away, and it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. I just got to throw that story away. I think sometimes if I'm recollecting or speaking facts, I – I can start to hear myself and start to say, why, 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 when I'm trying to just more explain um, an experience that's happened as, as to what's, you know, happening. Um, right. But to be honest, I don't think I ever truly had the victim mentality when I'm really just such a hard worker and I'm more that person where I'm like, this is fucked up shit. Head down, boom, boom, let's work. Um, and, hey, that's not even that healthy in itself either if, if that's a coping mechanism is to just become like a hardworking overachiever. Um, uh, so Tra I guess training I'm to medicate, Medi you're, you're medicating with training and fighting. For sure. Because it's meditated. It's meditative. Sorry. Um, because you're able to just immerse yourself and be present. Um, it's like still, smoking, think... smoking's like that, right? You, you, yeah, you're smoking a cigarette and you just become sure. present, but it's like fucking bad for you. I guess at least sure fighting, you're not ruining your lungs. Yeah. Yeah, true. We're <laughs> just ruining our brain. <laughs> you haven't been to Australia in 10 years. Did you say that? Yeah, in over 10 years. I went back there when I was um, extradited or like told I was coming back from Bali. I just had an MMA fight. Now, I was with Jay Farber, who actually came second in the World Series of Poker. And these boys are all playing poker for like millions of dollars or big cash. I remember they must have been shit faced drunk and they're like, yeah, we're going to Australia. And I said, yeah, pick me up some Vegemite. And they're like, yeah, have it. You just pick it up yourself. And so these boys flew me out. I'm partying after my MMA fight. I go back into America and my face is all bashed up. And they immediately put me in some room and, and send me back because I have to get um, an O visa because um, I was playing uh, amateur. I was doing amateur fighting at that stage. I'd left LFL and was doing amateur fighting. And so they'd claimed that I was a professional and I needed a stronger visa. So for whatever reason, yeah, I, I was back in Australia for maybe three weeks or six weeks, um, thinking that my dreams had just been shattered. Um, and then that's when I left to Thailand and then COVID. So yeah, now I'm almost, I think my visa is being processed now to come and compete in America. So it'll just be another American journey. Uh, these guys, um, how, how did you meet these guys, the, the poker players? Um, I actually rolled jujitsu with Jay in, um, at 10th planet in Las Vegas. Oh, um, shit. I, yes. Wow. So you just, you can meet the most random people through jujitsu. And the best part about jujitsu is you don't know who anyone is because everyone's in a rash guard. Everyone's sweaty and disgusting um, and I remember we'd rolled a few times and, you know, I'm Australian, so we get real comfortable. And I remember being like, all right, are you fat fuck? And everybody around me knows who Jay is and they're all like going, Ugh! and I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and we became, Chloe actually became closer friends because of that. Cause he was like, he goes, 
I'm friends with Shane Warne. He goes, if you're calling me a fat fuck cunt, that means this is good. And I was like, yeah, yeah it is good. I was like, you understand. Yeah, my brother. So I, I, I've got a lot of um, just from being super Aussie and, and not naive, but I don't really, I didn't grow up in America. So I didn't, I didn't know who was famous, who we should be nice to. I don't know that hierarchy of like socialism or whatever. Um, so I tend to and just you have the cunt them. password. It's kind of, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's like, it's crazy. You guys get a pass on that word. It's crazy. Good yeah, on we you. Well, we should. Of we, course. we can't help it. Criminals. Now, fucking criminals. <laughs> well, we are. We're like these cheeky baby criminals, you know. Um, there is like a huge innocence to Australia, like to Australians and just in general. Um, I think we we blurt out more than what we're thinking and, and, you know, we don't really think before we say anything, but there's an innocence to that. Just like a kid, you know, a kid can sit there and go, Oh, you're fat. You know, you're just like, well, the kid's not lying. We're not yeah. meant to say that, but right. who also says we're not meant to like, just speak the truth. Maybe this world would be better if more people just was a bit more blunt rather than, I don't know, this like jigsaw puzzle of words. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it would be, it would be, it would be much, uh, it would be much better. It would be a much nicer place, I, I think. Well, in the proof is in people like me and you. I think you and I probably enjoy our lives on a higher and more intense and free level because we do just yes. we're, we're just we're we're just navigating truth. And, and and I and I relate to you on that innocence part too. A lot of it is just like I'm just naive. I'm not interested in being sophisticated. No, not really. I actually um, have a friend and. Um, she explained the first time she met me and now this is at my lawyers. Now my lawyer looked after like mushroom records, Kylie Minogue, like all these famous, you know, really famous people lives in a $10 million mansion. And she goes, and now she's got like her little JLo hairs, you know, all, you know how they do all that little beep beep and like this sophisticated, like Chanel looking suit for a day drinking. And she goes, yes. And I saw you and your hair was wild. And I was like, I must've just washed it. And then she was like, and you were just wearing a T-shirt. And I was like, that sounds about right, you know. And so I, when she kind of said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, all these rich folk are, like, walking around. Oh, hello. And I was like, yeah, g'day. And, you know, Michael's like, she's a bare knuckle fighter. Oh, you know. And my lawyer, he's, like, turned into a family member now. But he's just so proud. He's like, yeah, bare knuckle fighter. And everyone's automatically like, oh, so that's why she can get away with wearing every, whatever she wants. And when she kind of put it like that, I remember looking at her and I was, you know, my hair's still crazy and wild. And I thought, it's crazy because I wouldn't mind like looking like you once in a while. But right. that definitely just, yeah, that um, ain't me. <laughs> um, not, not that you give a fuck, two fucks about my opinion, but you are much more attractive when you're not made up. That, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, way, way, all, all the women are. All, every, every woman looks more attractive. Like there's my wife never looks more attractive than when she's not working out. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Why do you wash your hair? Do you really wash your hair? Yeah, but just because um, I wash it with water a lot more because that's what my hairdresser says. Oh right, to do. okay, right. So not but, soap. You don't do it. Wash it with soap a lot. No, you should okay. only meant to like shampoo it once or twice a week. Um, do you so, do it that often? That seems like a lot of work. Even well, I have to because I'm sweaty. Like I work out two times a day every day, so I'm right. working out for like five to six hours every day. Um, so we definitely have to do something. Something you can't. You can't it. just. You can't just. Uh. Uh. Just. Just water. Yeah, most of the time it is just water. That's what I was told to do. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes, nah. I'm out. I haven't, wa- I haven't washed my hair in years with soap. <laughs> that's why it's so luxurious. 
I, I, I told I told a lady at Supercuts that like about a year ago, last time I went and got a haircut, and she's like, "Are there bugs in there?" I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Bugs? <laughs> the insult? Yeah, like what are you talking? Look at my hair; it's perfect." Have <laughs> how long have you been going there? Obviously, a, a little while. Growing, I just shaved it myself for the first time. I'm 51. I'm like, God, I don't want to be a pussy. The only guy in the world who's <laughs> never shaved his own hair. So I shaved my hair uh, on the sides, and then and then this one of the, my lesbian friends told me I look like a Viking dyke. I'm like, all right, I'll fuck it, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, yeah, good. Nicest thing anyone could say to a, a man that he looks like a Viking dyke. Straight um, from the probably one of the true alphas now is, is the lesbians, right? I'm sorry, but they're kind of taking over from the male position at the moment in America. Someone needs to. <laughs> someone needs so, to. Someone needs to. Hey, um, uh. When, when well, there's competing questions in my head, I want to go back to your to childhood. Why? Um, how did you get introduced to uh, sports and working out? And, and was the gym your first sport? Because you kind of look built like a CrossFitter up here. You got shoulders. You have crazy lats. Like you do a lot of pull ups. Like you look like you're doing more than um, than just uh, you know, grappling, jujitsu, muay thai. <laughs> the gym was the first thing that I started when I was super little. Um, and I remember just being obsessed with it because my parents were obsessed. They were obsessed with sport. They did outrigging. Um, so football. drugs and outrigging. Outrigging, football, drugs. Yeah, that was okay. probably their life. So probably hence why I got so attracted to, I guess, a party, a party music scene. I love music. Um, I'm not a big drug taker so much anymore. Um, yeah, I guess that's something that you start to learn, you know, probably not going to be the best version of ourselves if we continue down that route um yeah so i've been into the gym since i was super little um yeah i remember even asking how, for how little rope. Uh, okay i remember doing those you know those like women classes where they do that yeah seven three i would think i remember doing that when i was six or seven um and doing the little step up classes and i was obsessed with it just anything dancing anything with weights anything with sport and i've honestly been playing football like a football was my first toy like that's not even a joke a football was the football's in the blood football's in the family and a football was i wasn't even one and i had a football um i've played probably i've played thousands and thousands of games of football I, wow. I've lost like I've played so many games of football my entire all of life. it tackle flag do, do, yeah do, do rugby people do flag or no well it's not we don't have a flag we oh. just tag them okay so and now when you're playing like the a-grade mixed version of that you're what's that boys and girls together yeah boys and girls together and it's the like the the best league now that becomes not just like a tag this is now it becomes like combat jujitsu where we're wah, you know um you can make the men really angry because you got to remember, like, it's A-grade and most of these are, like, ex-professional guys reliving their glory days and they're getting pieced up by these cute little little girls like, <laughs> boom, slap you, bitch. Like, get out of my face. <laughs> it's making them so angry. So to make grown men just, like, get so angry that they have to, like, push you to slide you across, you know, across the field, you're just like, I've won. I've The mental games, I've won. Um, so yeah, I played football literally my whole life. Like, do you think that's where you built your engine? Did you build your engine there? I, and I was a sprinter. I loved running. So I was a sprinter. Um, I was a one, I liked one 80 meters, 100 and 200. Um, it wasn't really super designed for the longer, for the longer runs, but I'd still do them. 
Um, so yeah, I've been a sprinter and I think that's such great, good base, um, for obviously football. Football is great for the endurance. Um, and yeah, I guess that's what led me to become a defense all-star tackler in the American football league, um, was just playing a million games of football, um, a million games of tag. And were you recruited for that or did you apply? Did you seek that out? I was recruited, so I got asked by the Las Vegas Sin, the LA, oh, uh, what was it, Atlanta Steam, and then Omaha, and I chose Las Vegas because I wanted to be out at um, Extreme Couture with Gil. I remember, yeah, Gil, um, he's still out there actually, um, so shout out to Extreme. That's where I, I trained out there for all of my football years. I did a lot of wrestling and boxing. Um, yeah, I wanted, look at me. I was built, I was 80, so I was 88 kilos at my heaviest. I'm now, I now fight at 57 kilos. So Holy it's crazy. shit. <laughs> yeah, so. Look how people, good you hold all that weight too. Yeah, because I'm Polynesian. We yeah. never get fat. Oh, you are? What's your, what, <laughs> yeah, what are you, what, what, what's your mixture? So, um, so I've got Australian, I think a little bit of Scottish. The Emery name actually comes from a Scottish line. And uh-huh. then um, native New Zealand, which is moldy. So there's like, mixed babies are the best babies. <laughs> but yeah, I was 88 kilos. That was lifting weights and eating like a meal just before going to bed. It was so hard to be that heavy. And I was still, I think I was in the top four lightest players in the league. Did um, you, did you like it? I loved it. I loved it. I was, I just loved it. I loved the team aspect. I loved just training and having this grind. I loved football. Um, and then eventually I just started to lose the love of it. Um, yeah, how does really that, how does they stay in business? How, how are there that many fans for that? How do they do that? He doesn't pay us. So oh, you're meant okay. to turn all star and then you're meant to start getting paid. So once I turned all star and I was like, okay, we're getting paid. I've just slogged out some years to get to this level. Um, and then it's the pay never came. And I just, I was like, mm. I'm not doing this. This is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of negativity surrounding this. There was a lot of negativity from teammates because I could use social media to get free things. Um, but they didn't realize I'm like, I'm living in another country and I don't have a job. So if I can do a post to get some protein or to help get fuel to get to training, I'm going to do that because that's how you make things work. Um, I used pretty much since I've gotten into sport, I just used a lot of the methods that I used as a as an electrical contractor. Um, pretty much business is business. So you just kind of take the blueprint and transfer it over, you know? Um, yeah, made a lot so, of people angry. <laughs> so, so you're young, you're in the gym. How old were you when you got your first pull-up? Oh, my God. I'm actually the worst at pull-ups now. Um, but, I, yeah. Oh, there we go. Her phone died. There we go. It's that easy. Damn, I got some crazy questions. We're warming up. We haven't even started yet. Oh, good. There she is back. Yeah, she cut. Um, (laughs) Yeah, after I got my boobs done, I wasn't the best at um, doing pull-ups anymore. (laughs) How old were you when you did that? Um, Honestly, I think I was probably 8 or 10 when I started really liking to do that. No, get your – no, sorry. Oh, my bad. I was not at 8 or 10 when I got my boobs, guys. Disclaimer! This is, that's a how, whole new world. <laughs> how old were you when you got your boobs done? I was 18, turning 19. 
And um, and are are you big into uh, at this point you're you're pretty serious about uh, rugby, about football, footy. What do you call it, footy? Yes, I was playing. I was playing football in high school, and I started playing outside of school. And then um, it was in my second year, so I think it was yeah nineteen. Um, I was a second year apprentice. Now, when you're a second year electrical apprentice, you can, most people, you know, your pay goes up to this and people get a loan and get a, a car. And I went and got myself a pair of tits. And I'm pretty sure these bad boys have driven me a lot further than any of the boys' cars that they bought at that point in time. Hey, I'm sorry I said it, but it's the truth. Hey, um, so so, how hard is that decision to do that, to to to, to get the boobs? It's actually, it's a, it was a hard decision, but I can't, I guess because I was always kind of teased for being like a little boy. Cause I played so much sport. I was, kind, you know, I'm kind of like a bit rough. Um, I was always riding the bikes with the boys and then becoming an electrician. Um, it was just kind of nice to want to like dive in and be more feminine. There was something like the more that I started doing more masculine stuff, I wanted, I was, I'm really girly. So I just, I don't know. I felt it was just like helped me to feel way more feminine. Um, and it probably came the day I was up a ladder and these bunch of girls were checking me out. And I remember turning around cause I've got big, you know, I've got defined carbs and Dude, your whole body's, your whole body's uh, <laughs> pr pr pretty crazy. <laughs> and I turned around and these girls were like, oh, we thought you were a really muscular surfy dude. And I was like, I'm a oh, girl. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, you. I mean, you look like a cross. Those of us in the CrossFit community, all the girls look like you. But I, I can remember before I got into CrossFit 15 years ago. Yeah, it's a, it's, you're, you're crazy muscular. But Yeah. Good genes. And, yeah, I've, I've literally played sport. And I think, I think being heavy is set for so long and being a tradie. Like, honestly, I was digging oh, trenches. You were fat? You were yeah, fat? I wasn't chubby. I was, I'm still look back and I'm like, I was never fat. Oh yeah. You... We just hold weight differently, you know? Um, and then on, honestly building like as an electrician and like I said, we're digging trenches. We're crawling through ceilings. We're crawling under ceilings. Like it's a pretty physical job. Um, I did that for 10 years. Then I got into like the football where I was lifting weights six days a week. Um, it built such a good base. So then to when, when you go into fighting and my height, you look at your height and muscles and bone density and you kind of figure out what weight class you should be sitting in. That's when I had to really start um, changing with food. And that's when all, it was like all of, have you stopped parts. lifting weights? Have you stopped? Did you stop lifting weights? I, and now I only do like lighter weights maybe once a week because I've done so much weights and I'm already so blocky. I need more technique. And for boxing, most boxers don't even lift. Um, oh, so do you ever, I, do you ever get accused of doing steroids oh, all the time, but they forget that I've been, I have, okay. I work with Galupi nutrition. So I hope everybody goes to his page right now. Cause he is like an untapped source of, of just like the best. G A L L U P I Galupi strength and conditioning. You hate me every time I ask you to spell something. You're like, fuck you. I came on the podcast. <laughs> not a, not a like, spelling like, test, you dickhead. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Galupi strength and condition. He's a Brazilian guy. Um, and his wife is um, is Emily. Uh, Emily, she just fought on the weekend in the UFC. She's a 115er. Um, he's been looking what, what, after. What's her name? 
Um, Emily Ducote, I hope I said that correctly. Um, but she's got the black, she's got black hair, um, 115er in the UFC. She just fought over the weekend. Um, he's got a number of UFC girls um, that he's been working with for the last, you know, for their entire career. Um, so really, I have to thank myself for doing the base of lifting. And then really, I didn't start to shred up until I started working with him. And that's when, I, you know, the game changer. I was always eating healthy and making meal packs. But it's a it's a science. Um, we're just a petri dish. So Galupi knows the way how to get your abs popping and and just get your weight down and how to. Um, I can't I guess... find their I can't find their website. It's crazy. Galupi Strength and Conditioning. Oh man, I hope I've done it right. I can't click out. He's I, on, I, he's I, on I, Instagram I, too. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll look there. I'll, I'll look there. I want. I just want to at least give him some love. Um, yeah, because honestly, that's because I remember. Is it I got called Clifton Strengths? Is it called Clifton Strengths? No, he's in my friends list. If you if you go onto Instagram on my friends, I follow him, Galupi. How many people do you follow? Is that going to be crazy? Oh, you can type it in at the top. Look at me getting schooled on Instagram. Okay, let me do this. Well, we're girls. We know how to stalk. <laughs> Okay, so I go to Thai, and then where do I go? Yep. And then I go to um, I go following. Okay, following, and then um, G A L. Let me see if I he can. Should, he should come up. I don't even see anywhere to. Uh, go oh to wow! Following. Nope. You going to go where the followers are? Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh, yes there yes. And I can type in something. Oh, look, we both can. follow. Look, we both follow uh, uh, Cody. Oh, Durden. Cody, that's from my ATT days. And then um, Maurice he came on the met... show. He was a great guy. I love him. Yeah, he's so down to earth. He's so southern. Um, I, that was actually my first gym out with the Lemurs when I first started doing MMA. I uh -huh. was living at a sponsor's up um, up in Atlanta or down in Atlanta, and um, yeah, we were at the same gym. Um, I want to go back to this post here where you're telling this guy uh, that someone grabbed your nipple and uh, twisted your nipple. Uh, um, uh, that, okay, that was that was Dina. Oh, <laughs> Listen to this. What you see here? This is crazy. Funny story I have about my nipples and the LFL. So they're both even, and this actual nipple is bigger. And it was in line, line out. They would grab your nipple. In the where? In the what house? Who grabbed your nipple? Um, it was Dean, uh, Danica Brace. Danica Brace is probably one of the best linebackers, or if not the greatest linebacker um, in LFL history. Um, she is a beast. Um, she definitely played like past the rules. Um, and I now my left nipple is still I had perfect little baby nipples and I still got good nipples but this one holds a story because it's just the time it's like two mil wider the whole way around because it just never healed like it just got ripped so bad that it just never shrunk back to like it's I don't time. like people who do grab nipples there's guys who do that I don't like that like they just like no, hey how you doing yeah, it's sensitive. What yeah. are you doing? And also, I could because they would grab the nipples and grab the skin. It was, you know, usually you can do swiping techniques because we're a linebacker, so you can do hand, like 
we're, now we're in this, we're in this zone. Yeah. Pseudo chopping zone. Yeah. And um, well, you can't get rid of someone who's literally gripping onto your nipples. And I'm such a short person. If they like lifted me past a certain thing, I was done. I was just getting lifted by my nipples. How tall like, are you? I am five four. Oh, not that short. Well, I'm only five five, no. so that's, I think you're perfect. <laughs> perfect. Five four. Aren't we the average height? Like we're like this is where I am it not is. average height. I, I'm not <laughs> average height. I if I have to look down to talk to someone, I'm like, whoa, this is weird. I I live my life like this. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I remember being at a concert once and someone all of a sudden I felt like this group of people around me and they've all come down to my height and they were like, wow, your world sucks. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> and they're like, you, you can get on our shoulders if you want. And I was like, it's fine. You've done enough. You've humiliated me enough. Thank you. <laughs> get out of here. Um, uh, Ty, when does the martial arts training start? So it's uh, weightlifting, uh, footy. And when does uh, martial arts come in? Um, I think it might have been 2020. I think I went over end of 2020. So 2021, uh, 2020. So you're um, new to the game. Yeah, I'm new. I'm still like maybe four or five, just like four or five years in. And that's including, I guess, COVID. Um so I'm still a baby. I'm still literally like uh, for each fight. The scarier part for me is I'm under full criticism when I haven't had like the amateur years that somebody else has had. Um, obviously, my athleticism, I, you know, my athleticism, my mentality, um, the way I approach and have lived my life, I deserve to be on the best stage. And, and that's why I'm there. Um, but the scary part is, is I'm also learning as I s step in there um where other people have already got to learn this you know like even as you said you like to just bull you like get in there and bang and i'm like yeah and that's such a green thing to do in martial arts is just want to stand there and bang um and although it's like a strong attribute like it's not just like what fighting is fighting is like a different dance um so yeah every time i'm stepping in there i'm stepping in there like learning and and putting it all out there which is probably why i get even more emotional about it all because yeah, I'm perfectionist. I want to. I want to be perfect. I want. I want the belt yesterday. <laughs> I wonder if the girls resent you for uh, all the attention you've garnered, and the fights you've gotten, and the stages you've been on with only <laughs> three or four four years of uh, experience. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I had no. I didn't think. I wasn't expecting. That. How old are you? You're 35. No, I'm now 36. God, wow, you're having a. a, a you're, you're having your third life. Yeah, I'm literally on my third or fourth life now. So I think I'm like a cat. So I don't know how many more we got to go. <laughs> um, do you, um, with your parents, are you still in contact with your sister? Um, my, I'm in like a group chat with the sisters and my mom, um, which oh. I think is fair enough, you know, like I don't want to go over there for dinners and stuff. I'm not ready for that sort of life and I'm not willing to like fly over to, to like, boost that at the moment um we've all chosen you know they chose their life they chose what to do what they how they treated and um you know i i think i i owe it to the love to myself to put everything into myself and i don't think that's a selfish or a bad thing i think that's a healthy thing for me to do um and yeah i do i still uh, have contact with my baby sister she's my full sister actually she's my only full sister same mom same dad <clears throat> so that's like a, i guess you know, raising her um, and being like her mom slash sister is 
that's a different relationship in itself too, you know? <clears throat> you, you don't have a, a parachute in your life or, or you never had a parachute. There's you know no what I mean by that? Like, okay, if this job doesn't work out, I'm going to move back to my parents' house. I'm the backup plan. I'm the backup plan. I'm the safety net. And even that is a different stress. Um, and I oh, think that, I can only imagine. <laughs> of course. I, th I, I, I gotta be lucky. Like I am so lucky that I used my brain and I just trained myself, whether it was in sport or just reading. And, you know, I was smart enough to become an electrician. I was smart enough to become a thermographer. I was smart enough to become the first female electrical contractor, which is like a business. That's a business degree aspect um, that throws into that. Um, I'm just lucky that I am me <laughs> or else I, I got given a lot of really good tools that have helped me to survive and, and to get here. And I think having someone... I don't know, having all the bad stuff happen and a chip on your shoulder, it allows me to become obsessive and just extra passionate about anything I do because I actually care about it. And I think maybe if I was softer or I'd had it too easy, maybe I wouldn't have that same do or die approach to everything. Um, so I think it's really a gift. It was a shitty gift, but, you know, we've wrapped it in gold. I can make shit gold, like glitter like gold at any time in my life. Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt for one second. Uh, I, I, I'm going to make a quick phone call here. Sorry, I apologize. We're phoning a friend? Yeah, kind of. Oh, God. Who is it? It's my wife. Okay. <laughs> I hope she picks up on you, bro. Me too. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I hear the kids out. I mean, I'm in the, I have a whole separate wing of the house with the studio in it. And the ding dongs are, I have three little boys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, what do you mean? What the fuck? What do you mean? What the fuck? I got, I got to call my wife and tell her to tell the fucking ding dongs to settle down. They're outside. I can, they're outside the studio. It sounds like they're throwing rocks at my fucking, at my mansion. What the hell is going on? Here? It's my show. I do whatever the fuck I want. There you guys. Um, so, so, the, so there truly is no plan B. Hey, is there, how, so you seem so real. You seem <laughs> so vulnerable. Very. <laughs> but on the other hand, there has to be, do you, what, what's the protect? There's gotta be some sort of protection mechanism or something going on. Like, how is it that you, do, do you see your, are, do you see yourself as different than other people because of that? You're like, yep, I'm the no plan B bitch. <laughs> Um, I only realize that when I'm like talking to certain people and can speak a certain way or I'm standing there and all of a sudden I'm, I realize I'm like, I do not fit in here. I do not understand this vibration. I, I feel very alien like at the moment. Um, sugar, or you say something and you realize you're like, Ooh, wrong dark humor. Whoopsie. Not oh, okay. Um, but, and then but not in terms, probably... not in terms of like you almost feel like a different species, or no, I do feel like a different species a lot of the times. Um, even just for you, like even and there's a couple of people like you. I can tell you're a really intense person, so it's like super easy where you're like, oh, you're not even afraid, Rah! and nothing, not even. Afraid, well, I'm three, you know? I'm I'm thousands of miles away from you. <laughs> well, you can't you can't beat me up. <laughs> but um, it's rare for me to get to connect connect with people, and even then, sometimes I think I have such a boundary up where I'm like. <sighs> 
Okay, what do you want, motherfucker? Yeah, what yeah, yeah, want? yeah, yeah. You that's know? what I mean. That's sorry, you're helping me. I fucked the question all up. So you're helping me define what I'm trying to say here. Like, no, I get it. Hey, ding dongs, <laughs> who wants an ass whooping? That's right. That's right. I heard they you scurry. Did. I'm so glad I, that you smack your kids. I, I heard him scurry yeah, away. I said like, that online. I'm so I, glad that I, you smack your oh, kids. Oh, they're such badasses. They're they're <laughs> they're such badasses. Uh, hey. <laughs> um. Yeah. There. There. There has so so that is so your protect. I guess your protection mechanism is to let people know you're strong right away. It's kind of yeah, your I, deal. People, no, no one's questioning whether you can stand up for yourself or not. Yeah, no one is ever questioning that. It doesn't mean that some fucked up shit has happened and people have put me in vulnerable positions. Right. Um, which ends up getting covered up by a lot of other people around who are like, but she's crazy. She does this. And you're just like, hmm, I'm crazy, yes. and But I'm not someone who's going to allow something like this bad shit to happen to me. Um but yeah, it's very rare. Can you give me, me an example, or is that? Can pregnant. you give me an example of that? And is it dudes? Um, uh, people giving you drugs and then taking advantage of you. Oh right. Okay. Well, dude, that's that's a that's a guy. That's a playbook number one for gentlemen. Oh, would you like a drink? <laughs> How about some and coke? You're like, and you're like, fuck yeah, motherfucker, let's go. Oh, yeah. doesn't mean that you could wait till tomorrow. If you get it tomorrow, you're still getting it. If not, you were never getting it. Right. whatever um do you have a boyfriend no i do not i actually very rarely have uh people like genuinely come after me and even if they are i still have like the backbone up where i'm like okay some guy's just trying to get a notch on his belt you know like that doesn't interest me i'm not like like there's this thing like yeah (laughs) you're you're like you are kind of a um I mean, the, you are kind of like a um, what are those? Uh, what's the like endangered rhino? Um, the great white buffalo. Great white buffalo. That yeah, you you are kind of like that for like men who who you would be a rare uh, a catch. Yeah, something. you would be a rare catch. You'd be like, holy shit, dude! I caught this fucking endangered rhino. What would you do with it? <laughs> I fucking shot it. You want to see it? I got its head up in my living. Yeah. You are kind of, I I could see like the dudes who are interested in you are like, fuck, this is, this is going to be, it's like wrestling with the porcupine, but they really want to fucking say that they did. So are are you, are you, do you think that you, um, do you think that your radar is good at picking, um, mates, uh, relationship? No, No. all fucked up. No, it's all fucked up, obviously, because of my life, obviously, because I'm also a workaholic um, mm. and I am super vulnerable. So the, at the thought of like having my feelings hurt, which would derail, like I said, I don't have a backup plan. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have I can't crumble and then someone's going to look after me. It means that I'm in the shit and I've still got to look after me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm 51. Done- I can still call my mom if my wife and I fight. <laughs> you don't got you don't got anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just me i'm a pussy i'm a pussy don't that's not cute. and you can see like for anything that i do like obviously i go to the extreme and become the best at it um and now like with any of those ventures i just never felt that one i was either good enough or two i just felt like i couldn't i couldn't give to them in a certain way or yeah i just i had shit to do like i don't I don't have time to go dating or to court someone when they don't genuinely actually want to be with me. They just want to fuck me and, you know, 
throw me on the throw me on the mantelpiece and be like, I got it, yeah. Right. Um, I don't have time for that. I'm I'm trying to like change my own life. Um, what about the intimacy? What about the intimacy of your sport? Um, uh, you have these giant boobs. You're beautiful, and you and you have to roll around with men. Like I, I already <laughs> see. Like my so my boys do jujitsu five six days a week. They're two six year olds and an eight year old, and I'm always like, and, and sometimes I see them rolling with like thirteen year old girls, and I'm always like, man, th- at some point they're gonna realize, <laughs> right? That that Maybe. these are girls. I don't know. I think. Do you just block that out when you're? Because I go through and I'm looking. Everyone you tra- you you train with dudes. I didn't see yeah, you train with. I didn't see you train with one girl. It's all. It's all. No, I, at the moment, I'm really lucky. I've got. Um, I'm on a Chinese team um, with the Dagestan. So we've got t- um, Tankai is the world champion one championship, and there's um, a few like girls over from China. But generally speaking, girls don't ever want to play around with me. Um, too aggressive? Yeah. Are you too too, 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 too rough? Too, too rough. Yeah, I'm too and I don't mean it, and then you know, but they think I mean it, and they don't realize that I, I'm like, oh, oops, uh, you obviously didn't play rough your whole life. Like I was playing tag where boys would like smash your head into concrete and stuff, and you'd have to get up like me, and you're like, I'm good, you're gonna die, you know. Like uh, we played rough in Australia growing up. Um, Do you just block yeah. it out then? Honestly, I, mean, I just block or, it out. And, I and if there's to, a creepy dude, are they just off the list? Like if because I've heard I've heard about jujitsu places where there's a creepy dude, and he's like, they got to be careful what you say. Like you can't be like, man, that's nice rolling with you. Fuck you, you're toast. Oh man, I'm I'm yeah. not that obviously because I was a tradie, so I think I got really thick skin at being in a a, a blue collar worker environment for ten years um, with Australian blokes. Like Australian humor is disgusting compared a lot to the rest of the world um so i think having that being around that um kind of helped and i've it's really just like water off a duck's back and this is how i've looked my whole life and sometimes i forget you know of course i do all the modeling and i've been in magazines and then do all of that but i even you know sometimes i'm like what is this motherfucker looking at and then i'm like oh that's right i'm hot my bad sorry yeah yeah yeah. sorry sir i forgot that this is what i look like because i have to be this person um, and even down to the fact like walking and people staring, I don't even see or feel that anymore because it's just always happened my whole life. So I think when something's a constant, um, yeah, you, I just forget. I just forget. Right. Um, you're, you have a OnlyFans page. Then Correct. You had, is, are you active on that? Yeah, I am active. Um, it didn't, I, I it didn't look like you were active. It looked like you only had like forty eight posts or something. Like, I mean, I don't know what a, what an active one would look like. Because uh, I've made the page free now, so I wanted to keep um, set in the archives. So when people would subscribe, they automatically can have access to X amount of photo shoots. Um, so, but because it's now a free page, I wanted to just change it. Um, just change it so that I could start doing a few PG rated or, you know, just use it for different things other than just me being super nude. Um, of course, honestly, to tell you, I'm super like, nerd uh, or super nude. I'm probably nerdy and butt nude. I mean, okay. nerdy. I mean, naked. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm proud. I'm proud that, you know, this is, I've worked my whole life for this piece of art. So if people want, you know, and if people are like genuinely want to be like, Oh, there is a small part of me where I'm like, wow, that feels pretty good. Okay. Ego. Like we will allow this to continue. 
allow the worshipping. Um, no, but I've worked really hard. I've lived a healthy lifestyle. And, and um, I think when you start getting to certain ages, yeah, like I'm, what, nearly 40 and I look like this. Okay, so what choices have I made? I'm sure in the future, like after I've finished fighting and doing all this, like I would love to be able to share that with people so they too can look their best. Um, it's just, it's a lifestyle choice. Also, I think someone has to be the new Pamela Anderson. Like someone's got to take the torch. I don't mind taking that torch. Yeah, you, you're doing great. You're doing a good job. Uh, uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, she's hot as fuck. Uh, Heidi Krum, who's a, a jiu-jitsu practitioner. A woman, have no problem blocking that out. Uh, I think she's referencing to like rolling with guys. Uh, Manny yeah. Spiegel, Sevi's such a charmer. Quote, you have giant boobs. Oh, well, how am I supposed to say it? Uh, Eric Wise, oh shit, wait, she's Aussie too? Wow, woo. Um, okay. Well, people love us, eh? They just, is, is it just the accent? Or do you reckon it's just because uh, we're not? I don't know. Well, it's every, it's everything. You're attractive and you're um, a pro athlete and uh, you have an Aussie accent. It's like a fucking in, in, in your um, you're cool. You're, you you seem like you're like fun to party with or go on a walk with or just do whatever with. Yeah. Um, oh, you right. Thank you. Magnus oh, Holmgren, uh, sh she's hot and can kill Sevon in 15 <laughs> seconds. Oh yeah, your favorite, your favorite to, to 25 <laughs> seconds, dude. <laughs> see so uh, think about it now in like our, our first minute you were like yeah you can kill me i understand that so that kind of picks up for you as even a man you're like i come here in peace you've yeah. already picked up you're like i know you can kill me i've come yeah. here in peace yeah and come forth and i'm like okay right. you've come forth and you've accepted that i can kill you we can be friends you know yes so, I, I guess i must really put off those vibes no well i mean <laughs> uh i got something good for you here in a second let me ask you this so so you have an OnlyFans page, then you do the 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 you you uppercut that chick and then fucking give her the fucking uh, left hook. Yes. Okay. Did, did the uppercut already? Because uh, whenever I was reading about it, people were saying it was the uppercut that fucked her up. But then when I watched it, I was like, I don't know. I think that hook is what did it. I feel like it was the uppercut. Okay. Well, you I would know. I feel like it, it was honestly just me pounding into her face and not stopping um i did like a they were pretty crisp there was no slop in that that shit was crisp yeah and i just i feel like it was just more all of that and just breaking her down to me all of a sudden going oh okay and then i remember I, I oh shit good part of the story and she froze i told you guys this is gonna be a fucking great interview this chick's cool as shit she's actually cooler than i thought she was gonna be all her interviews are good she don't fuck up she's like she's easy Ty, I can't hear you. Oh, you froze. You oh, you're back. Okay, you're back. Okay, go ahead. I hope you didn't hear any of those nice things I said about you. Go on. <laughs> uh, okay, um, okay. So you were, you uppercutted her. You were telling the story. Her. I think I honestly think it was the jabs that finally just got her to shell up, and yeah, it, I think it was the uppercut. But the hook is what made him just finally finish. I remember even thinking during I was like, just die. Like this is. This is <laughs> This is not like I don't. I have to do this because I'm. I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna win. But the, you still had these moments where I was like, "Man, you felt bad for her." I kind of felt bad for her. Obviously, I kept going, but there was moments where I was like, "Man, just drop, bitch. Like this is not a good day for you." But um, she didn't, and I like that. That's hard. I think that's for all of us, and I know for me, I'm gonna do the same against every other opponent. Like, you want to kill me? Like, you're gonna have. It's gonna be to the last breath. And I think that's actually cool to kind of be able to experience 
um, to experience that. Um, do, do you remember um, the first time you um, knocked someone out? Like that you put their, put their lights out with a punch? Yeah, that was, that was in that fight. That was the first time I've been allowed to do that. Oh, shit. Because so were you, were you tripping? Yeah, I was because I was like, I knew that's my superpower because everyone's always like, you hit me hard. And I'm like, trust me when I tell you, I am not hitting you hard inspiring. I just hit hard, yeah. but I'm not hitting you hard or, you know, I just, I know, I know I'm not. And so in that fight, obviously in the fight, we're properly allowed. And that's a scary thing because you're like, whoo. We're finally allowed to give it our all. And when she, when I gave it my all and it knocked her out, I was just like, ha, see, every bitch can shut the fuck up. I told him I wasn't <laughs> fucking hitting them hard. <laughs> uh, hey, did you think that this podcast was going to go this long? No. <laughs> do, you, do you have to pee or anything? Are you cool? No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Birchfield, that hook looked uh, legit. Uh, Howard DeWitt, I don't know if you know the show's live. You probably figured that out by now. Uh, Sevon is yeah. a world-renowned practitioner of bullshitito. Okay, fine. Oh, I, I'll, I'll take it. I'm black, I'm black belt and everything. Okay, so then um, so she goes down, and then and then you run over, and that's when you – that's when you. this this line's used too often. You broke the internet, but but truly this was fucking everywhere. Yeah, um, internet. and you, you, you flash your boobs and <laughs> boobs. did you, did you just get them? Oh, it's just one. Yeah. Did I you just get them redone or any, did you just get them redone or no, no, you just, you weren't like, Hey, look at these. They're new or nothing. Nah, but I, I think during training, I remember someone who made a joke and they were like, Hey, who's your next champion? And I was like, ah, it's me. Ha! Like just laughing because obviously to a lot of people, I'm still a joke. But during training, just inspiring, I would always pretend to, as if I was ripping my shirt up and just put my hand up. So I think on it, that's like always my joke where I'm like, yeah, sucked in, shit, bitch, what up? I think that, you know, that kind of carries on. And I'm from LFL, so we have girls who twerk on people's heads after a tackle. Um, class A, class A. Hey, um, uh, that you're, you're wearing a rash guard right now. You're ready to go train. Now. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So as Fuck. soon as we finish the interview, I'm riding straight to the gym to spa. Is that all you wear? You just, are you just always in? It's like fighting gear. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, uh, really, because you train so much. It's like real. I feel like it. Honestly, as soon as I get home, I don't. I don't really want to be in clothes because we're sweat. I'm always sweating, and I just want to like ah. Uh, How much water do you drink a day? I will drink probably close to four liters probably more i drink three to four 1.5 liter bottles i wonder how much if someone could do the conversion for me in the comments how much how many gallons is that liter someone someone hook a brother up um <laughs> so this was my question where i was going to with all this so you have an only fans you do that now they're sponsored by only fans is that you who made that connection did only fans be like well uh, fuck we'll start sponsoring the whole fucking fight league now I, I don't know, but during when I first was talking with um, they weren't sponsoring during that fight though. They didn't sponsor during that fight, right? I don't think so. No, they weren't. Not during that fight. Not for me. Um, One point three gallons. Were, okay, not bad. So I was. I think they were looking. I think OnlyFans was looking after individual fighters, and then I think not long after the flashing moment is when they started to go on the banners and go on the on the fight so ring. So you think it's just a coincidence that you flashed and OnlyFans happen to come on? I'm, I'm saying you hooked that deal up. You probably get should get 3% of that. Bro, out of I, kindness. If, out of kindness, that would be nice, but they didn't, they didn't, 
there, there's been no numbers swung my way. Um, even after, okay, in the second one, they, like the night before the fight, they were like, hey, OnlyFans is now like sponsoring you directly. You need to get OnlyFans and like do this sort of thing after. Um, and, and I said, okay, so are we signing anything? What's the numbers? Oh, right now it's just all in promises. You have to trust. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm like, so now, of course we know what that means. And I knew even I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I know what this means. It means I'm getting fucked. Looks like, <laughs> sounds like I'm getting fucked, but I have to fight and I want to fight. And you're saying I'm not allowed to fight unless I do this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Guys. Oh, wow. Right. Right. So. Then when you talk to them after, everyone's like, oh, whoa, 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 and you're just like, yeah, motherfucker. Well, let's see how that goes for you. Thanks. Uh, the, he, that's seven pounds of water you drink a day. Isn't that, isn't the human body amazing? You drink that seven pounds and then your body pushes it out through your skin. Yeah. And my coaches, I have to wear these like pretend, um, like it's just, you know, like the yoga things that just go on your arms. Like I yeah. actually have to wear those because I sweat so much that every time I punch, it like just showers my coach. So oh. I either have to get him like a face protective screen or I have to <laughs> have literal changes where I'm like, okay, I've sweated through the first one on the second one, punch through the second one. Any um, the yeah, dude, I, anyone else have to do that? I think Tenkai, the world champ does. And then the UFC Chinese guy has to. I think there's like four of us he calls shower. Oh. Hey, do you, you wear these? Do you wear these? What is that? It's a toe spacer. A toe spacer? Yeah. Do you know what that for is? My, for my toes? Yeah. Oh, no. What does it do? You never for seen this nails? before? I wore it for the first time today ever. <laughs> During my show. You put this, you put this thing on top of your foot. And then these these little wedges here spread your toes apart. And then oh, when you and I did that for I'm almost always barefoot. I'm a I'm a barefoot kind of guy. I've been barefoot for like 20 years. I used to just be a dirty hippie. Believe it. I know you can't picture that. And um and so uh someone sent me these um someone sent me these toe spacers and I used to wear toe spacers and then someone sent me these toe spacers and I've been wearing them and today well today was the first day I wore them for two hours and when I took them off my toes were actually noticeably further apart. Oh, maybe I need to do that too. I thought I you were going like, to be like, yeah, all the fighters wear this. No, I've never seen them. Only if a, maybe something similar if I got my toenails done. I'm going to send you a pair of these. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I've got like hobbit feet. Maybe it would like fix. I've Me kicked too. A lot of elbows. I have hobbit feet too. Yeah, they're so wide and hobbity. <laughs> I think it's because of our height. Yeah, 5'5 five, five and just huge dong yeah. and, uh, and uh, giant and hobbit feet. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Uh, she's like, Oh, what the fuck? Toe spacers. I know. I thought she was, you know what? When I showed her these, I thought she was gonna be like, yeah, everyone wears all the fighters. Wow. <laughs> no, sorry. Maybe someone else does. Hey, everyone's about that 1%. I think everyone like with where your general interests go is where you start like looking for your own 1%. Um, for anyone who's at like the top, top, you yeah. know, they're either really obsessed with whether it's nutrition, uh, sleep, yoga, yeah. um, getting their bloods done and then, you know, doing the correct supplementation towards their blood work. Like there's all these other little avenues that you go down to when it comes to like wanting to run more efficiently. Um, and the more efficiently your brain's working and your body's working is 
you know, the better, the better you're going to perform and the better your body's going to like respond in really the flight or fight response during a fight. Um, so it's kind of interesting when you, when you can start to get into like certain, you know, just anything, maybe toe spaces is the next 1% that someone's chasing. Um, early, earlier in the show, you mentioned that you were on your way to Bali and I believe you said to teach a meditation course. Yeah. So my friend Charlotte is actually an, an accredited heart math foundation. Um, now I got into the heart math foundation because I'm an electrician. And once I started learning like that, the heart and the brain emits EMFs, which are electrical magnetic flux, I just got obsessed. And then I found the heart math foundation and started learning how the heart actually like puts out more EMF. Anyway, it, as I'm getting like deported from America, I actually meet this heart math foundation coach. What's the word you're saying? I got to stop you. I, heart what? Meth? Heart meth? Heart math. Heart math? H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-H. So Woo! Oh, like heart math. Yeah, heart math. Heart okay, math okay. sorry. I, I speak a slightly different language than you. Okay. Okay, go on. Okay, so you met the guy. Yeah, I met her and... um. Her. Yeah, then eventually, yeah, her, and then eventually, that's where we started like wanting to work together. And I was going to come guest speak at, I think it was a ten day retreat we were going to do together. Um, yep. So she's accredited by these guys. Um, Heart Math Foundation is uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing studies that they're doing. Um, I absolutely love them. One of many. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I was meant to do. Is really just I, th I remember at the time I was thinking why the hell would anyone even want to listen to me you know um which is probably why I took a break from doing the podcast until I started realizing I'm like okay with great power comes great responsibility and honest obviously with my life and what I'm doing with it I should be speaking more you know because it's who knows who's listening um and maybe someone else needs to know that oh fuck maybe I'm just being lazy and I, I can do whatever I want in life um, you had taken yeah. a break from you had taken a break from podcasting. Just I I did for a little bit just because it got so overwhelming. Right. Um, after my first fight, it was like so crazy. And for me, I think like people forget that you know I've had this traumatic life, and I felt like after that first fight and and getting all of this, I just was like I felt like I was at the top of this mountain with breeze, and I just was like I just need to be alone and. Just need to meditate for and process a lot of things right now because I'm really proud of myself and I don't think anybody's like being sensitive towards me and I give a lot. So I just need a moment. Um, so, yeah, I just took a small break. I needed to. Um, when you say this traumatic life, you, you basically the, the, you, ra you raised yourself in the world. Yeah, raised myself. Uh, uh, Whereas a healthy person would have a mom and a dad, or not healthy. Have a mom uh, and a dad, a lot of uh, sexual abuse, physical abuse. Um, yeah, just feeling because like you didn't because you didn't have a mom and dad because you didn't have someone looking out to protect you. Even when they were there, that's we weren't being protected. So oh, fuck, that's even worse. Um, and then that occurs again through sport, and then I think just being like the black sheep your whole life. Um, yeah, it just you you got to live through it, and even just allow yourself to realize that all of it was real and happened. Um, even that takes takes years to do. Um, you mean like you deny it happened for years? You just deny it happened. Yeah, block I blocked it so far out that I just 
but eventually it comes back it comes out like in in other ways so you got to deal with like your own trauma responses which i think um a lot of hurt people don't do you know hey when someone says like when my sister says to me i have an older sister she says well i just listened to my heart or, or like someone says my heart i'm always i'm always like what the fuck are these people talking about well, are you <laughs> telling me that it's your actual heart uh, well yeah well you like heart, that thing uh, inside of me that like it's good do -doom, do -doom. that thing in there it's like listening to that uh i think maybe. i don't mean like the heartbeat like the noise <laughs> it's, it's making it's, it's pumping but i mean like it, it's like communicating some knowledge to me for sure because it's it's pumping out more emf than what your brain is so obviously it's picking up on other signals um bruce lipton talks about like signals on the skin so our, our skin in any environment is picking up on information and processing it um and then these signals obviously go to your gut these gut signals are what sent to your brain to allow you to think correctly so you know if we're not oh, eating correctly this, that fucks things up and then you've also got this signal from your heart now i think there's something different for women because we have more hormones so I think for women, that's why we have women's intuition and we're just built differently to men, you know, it's just how it is. But men still have instincts and still have intuition of their own, just different. That's all. Are, are you, are you, uh, do you dream? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're quite like, okay, for one, I didn't get into LFL until I had this crazy weird dream that I was with <laughs> someone who was blonde in the middle of a stadium and I was feeling all of the feelings of like, I've done this. I'm the best in the world. Ah, oh, blah. And I remember just waking up and going, right, we're going to quit our thermography job, uh, which is a couple of thousand dollars a week. And uh, we're going to go give footy a go. And I just kind of went from there. And that was all from a dream. So uh, look at this life. It's, it's been hella crazy. I, I don't know if I'd suggest for other people to go sleep on concrete in the jungle to find themselves. But if that's what the universe sent me to I recommend to do, it. Yeah, actually, yeah, to be honest, you kind of do start to realize like you don't need anything. Um, I don't think if you've ever been, if you've never been homeless, I don't think you really lived. There, I said <laughs> it. I think it's true. There, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, uh, pool boy, uh, did Sevon wear that same shirt this morning? No, I, did, I was wearing the black uh, with the white uh, silver CEO. What do you mean? No, this is totally... Uh, a uh, different one. I know. I Philip Kelly. I heard that too. Uh, Philip Kelly from Northern California. I'm shocked to hear her use the word hella. I heard that too. Uh, but she did say, I think she trained in California. Did you train in California? I would probably thank my friend Mark for that. He was in this um, thing called the Sloppy Boys, uh -huh. um, and he's there out of Vegas where they just get cars and do like street drifting and crazy tricks and stuff. Um, so I was kind of surrounded by that group of youngsters, and they say hella a lot. So I think I've probably gotten that. Um, they've got Twitch accounts, and I like to support their Twitch accounts and all the crazy stuff they do. So Are they from NorCal? It's it's, to, it's a total North, Northern California yeah. type thing. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe they've got someone from NorCal from, from there, but uh, Mark's from Las Vegas. They got the Marky Diet Cafe. So they're all like yogis and or whatever, all, all that sort of group of people. Um, uh, random note, my husband wanted to say that he has been wearing toe spacers wrong for a year until you corrected him. I don't – listen, <laughs> listen, don't be taking my advice on – I I'm going to contact these people who this company and I'm going to ask them if they'll send uh, 
uh, Miss Emery a, a pair. And then I'm also going to ask him how you put them on. I could probably Google it, but I know I, I've had one on like this and the, I had them on opposite ways on opposite feet. So I, I don't know. Baby, I think just wearing them is better than not wearing them, right? Me too. Um, I want to show you this. Uh, this is this is all stuff I harvested off of your uh, Instagram page. Um, this is uh, this is the guy that runs the um, uh, Abu Dhabi uh, com combat competition, uh, and he's oh, on Joe. Right. He's on Joe Rogan, and uh, and this is this is pretty cool. This must have been hilarious when you saw doing this. a great job. You know, they get a lot of hot chicks over there. And yeah. you see that last girl, she flashed the crowd. Yeah, I saw her that. name Ty something or another. That's that amazing. Yesterday. Yeah, she showed her bare tits after she uh, knocked some girl out. <laughs> nice combination, too. She Nice combination, too. Hit this girl with a, a clean cut and a smooth left hook. And then she's like, and here's my tits, too. <laughs> Look at Joe. He's giddy like a little kid who like accidentally saw some boobies. I love Joe right there. He's no, so the giddy. When he talks about my the he's technique, right where he goes straight yeah. to technique, he's just like, I'm like, oh, Joe, oh, my God. Uh, that, that's that, I mean, that's so awesome. I think I got more people like messaging me about, um, Joe Rogan speaking about me than I did when I had people like from Germany going, you're in our newspaper and you're on the news and you're on the radio. Like, I mean, every country around the world, it wasn't just the internet. It was newspapers, like it went like to everything. And there was more people going, Joe Rogan talked about you then yeah, so being cool. like, you're the most viral thing in the world. It's like Joe Rogan talk about you. You're like, Oh, well, I guess that's the power of Joe, isn't it? <laughs> um, did, when you were doing that, were you like, did you have like an out of body? It's like, sometimes I have these, like, I'm like, especially during the podcast, this shit gets more and more real. Sometimes yeah. it's like, I'm just watching the podcast, even though I'm on it. I'm like, Holy yeah. fuck. I'm, wh who's this guy talking when you were up there and you pulled your shirt up, um, well, was that leftover after you punched her and then and then and then the left hook where you kind of like Boom. like you become the observer and then and then all of a sudden you're like whoa the body's now going over here and showing its tits it's like was the whole yeah. thing kind of like it just flowed yeah it, it's yeah, not it like some marketing flowed. plan you weren't like okay after i knock this bitch out <laughs> then i go over and show my yeah no and i think if it was i think that's why it it all was such a, a flow from knocking her out from, from the moment I knocked her out. I literally was just like, no, like he kind of grabs my shoulder, like thinking like, come back here. And I was like, no, she ain't getting up, bro. You know, <laughs> from, from that moment, from the moment that she went down, I just was like, I am on cloud nine. And I remember people were thinking like, you should have been jumping up and down. I'm like, that is me celebrating. That's me feeling myself. Like I just yeah. knocked her out. Let me do what I want. You celebrate yeah. and, and act and do whatever you want and that's your moment uh, and that's cool but this is my moment and i was just yeah. like hell yeah yeah i'm the winner bah! that's why it went viral i think if it was i i don't know we can all see when we watch like these tiktoks or weird we can tell when something's staged it's yeah. so annoying you know yeah you're just like ugh, next um that's what makes something viral is because it it's just genuinely uh, itself and and what's interesting is, is even if someone maybe didn't approve of like let's say someone hated the female body or something or like if they didn't they approve did. of nudity or or whatever the reason they they would have to transcend that to be like hey this is someone who's a professional athlete who just won and this is just like the fucking idiots when they score a goal 
and they fucking yeah. run across the. You're, I'm, I see you see them run a hundred yards. You're like, dude, what are yeah. you doing? Where are you going? <laughs> and that's how I felt. And that's yeah. How I felt. And yeah. I do that when I get so excited, I like laugh and I run up and down. You know, like I can't contain myself. So we're like trapped in this little thing. So you kind of do. You're like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, like Kamehameha. <gasps> have Have you been knocked out, Ty? No, not yet. Um. Do you think that um, uh, when you go on podcasts and they just ask you about that right away, that there's something a little insincere about it? The, the, like I waited, uh, I tactically waited uh, an hour and 10 minutes before I brought it up. Do, do you think that maybe it's um, or, 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 or do you appreciate it? On one hand, you like you appreciate the bluntness, like, hey, let's just get it over with. That's yeah, why I'm I, like the blunt, but, I like the blunt. There's so much more. OK, go ahead. I like the bluntness of any of the questions, to be honest. Um, right. The fact that somebody's taken time and gone, hey, this person is interesting. Yeah, I want to talk to them, you know, um, and I think I probably appreciate that a lot more now because I'm in Thailand. I've been in Thailand for like four years or whatever, and I'm surrounded by people who can't even speak proper proper English. Doesn't mean that the language barrier there's like lack of communication, but to speak like this um, is is totally different, and I probably appreciate it a lot more. Okay, uh, and, and going back to the knockout thing, you've never been knocked out. No, not yet. I've been, I've, I didn't tap in jujitsu once and I went to sleep. Um, and that's, I've had that happen. <laughs> uh, let me pull up this footage here. I have, um, what about, uh, ghee, ghee training? I, I was kind of surprised to see you training ghee. I um, miss the ghee. I love, I honestly, I love the ghee and I love jujitsu. Um, but there's no time for it while I'm doing boxing um, because there's not enough hours in the day even just to do, you know, normal life. Um, oh, man, I miss the gi so much. That was at Pom Gym. They got me in a gi. I don't, I don't mind jumping in a gi for a bit of fun. I you look it. like you were having a lot of fun with that guy, like you guys were flowing. Yeah, because he's, he's a black belt. So that's um, at Pom in, um, in Bangkok. And now I have to be a bit more pickier just because – uh, like you've said, you're probably pissed a lot of people off, like, you know, getting to where you've gotten so fast and looking like that. And the answer is yes. And what happens to people like me is people will try to hurt me and take things away because no, no shit. Like someone will be just look at like under by any means necessary. Some guy will be like, OK, I'm arm barring her. making her tap. <laughs> You'll go yeah, to the gym. Yeah, literally. Um, so I have to be a bit more picky with who I'm going to roll with. Um, it's not worth getting injured when. I don't even get that injured in boxing. I go back to help someone in like wrestling and next thing you know, I'm breaking at breaking in every, in every department. Um, so I like boxing, <laughs> boxing's, boxing's a bit safer. Um, what, what about you? Are you, are you a um, good uh, partner? Yeah, I am. I'm a, I'm a really like if, safe partner. I go like hard. If a, a, a blue belt or something came in or something, or, or like, a, a, let's say a, a white belt who wasn't spastic, you're a good partner? Yeah, I'm always a good partner. I allow them to get subs. I don't mind being subbed. Why is because I used to be a white belt where I was just so eager to learn and nobody wanted to roll with me. So I always remember, remember that um, and – yeah, I think even black belts should be, you know, helping helping people to grow and helping people to learn. Um, I think it's important. I'm super good with all the kids' programs too and other girls, um, yeah, just because I know what it feels like for people to, you know, just be standing there and being like, oh, okay, 
<laughs> I've never been not picked. <laughs> do you get along with other girls? I do. I get along with them, but I don't. I don't tend to to mix. I don't mix with um, mix with people because in the end, they just end up doing weird stuff, and I don't like that weird shady shit. I'm not about that. What, so just, what, what do you mean, girl? You mean girl? You prefer boy boys as friends than girls because girls end up being uh, letting you down. Um, I think all humans can let you down. Yeah, um, they're I going to. They're going to. Right, and we all let and, each other down. You and gotta, that's fine. Yeah, you just got to choose the right ones who like you're willing to kind of like put up with that. Um, but for girls, they tend to think that I'm after their guys, um, do stuff to where I lose coaches or get kicked out of gyms. And just for those reasons, it's easier for my own business model to just find other women that are on, I guess, what I see as my level, because guess what? Haters, uh, haters are never doing like better than you, you know? So I, I'm really lucky. I've got people like Ebony Bridges and Kendra Lost and, and Leanne and other women who are successful in their own ways who aren't jealous and I consider those people where, you know, I'm tr I trust them and, and go to them for advice or ask them to help me for fights or, you know, like there's, are they I in Thailand? Are they in Thailand? No, they're all in different countries. Would you consider Thailand your home? I guess now, I guess at the moment. Yes. Um, it's so it's, everything's just easier for like fight life training. You don't so you don't think of life as like you have a home. This is my home. Thailand's my home. Australia's my home. Anywhere, no, nah, I don't. I don't really consider anywhere my home. If that makes sense, I just, I just understand. I've, especially for over the last ten years, I've been living out of like a suitcase, and and it's home is where you're meant to be in that moment. Um, whether that's with, a, a, in a specific gym or co or around a specific teacher or a sensei, um, yeah. You just once I start being like, ah, oh, I'm at home within a week, it's like I'm cursed and it's going, oh, you let yourself get comfortable and this isn't home. And we're going to teach you that you're not allowed to have that yet. And you're ripped away and sent somewhere else. So I kind of just get comfortable in being uncomfortable all the time. You were fine for um, uh, showing your boobs to the crowd. <laughs> you weren't rewarded. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how much did that end up being an American dollar or what percentage of the purse was that? Um, none. I think they paid me I, in the outside of BKFC America. They don't pay you. I think I got a thousand dollars American for my first fight and 800 for the second fight. So you don't get paid. That doesn't cover anything. <laughs> it doesn't cover anything to so, live. So, uh, right. Absolutely. And, and, um, uh, but so, so was the, was, how much was the fine? Like a hundred bucks or more than the actual fight? I think it was like in the millions of bar and that was covered by BKFC Thailand. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Good. Yeah, that, as they that, should. Yeah. And, and then were you able to now, – now that you did – now that something like that happened and you saw the attention you got, are you like, okay, next time I have to be ready to like sell a seminar, sell a shirt – uh, a uh, fucking a butt plug, like uh, whatever, <laughs> like have have 100%. something. I have to be more ready in in those ways, um, and that's that was all meant to be done by the second fight. Um, but the people in charge uh, weren't weren't qualified enough, or just became too jealous, or something. I don't know, but they ended up having to go. Um, so yeah, it's more just making sure that there's monetized positions in place. I'm now with first round management. Now these people look after like Paige Van Zandt, um, and I have a lot of WWE girls, which, um, obviously they pages, you know, out of fighting career has, has taken off. So I feel like now I'm 
probably in better hands that could handle um, that type of like attention. I don't know if maybe my management team was ready or they just didn't know what was going on. Right, had, right. No one was. It, it, so it was, it was kind of like, a, um, I don't want to say a waste. It, it that, That's too strong. But it was. It kind of was though because right. you do something like that, become the most viral thing and then not even one sponsor out of it or one good interview. All of my interviews, all of the good interviews with TMZ um, and MMA. Oh, Insider. that one was actually, that one was pretty good. Yeah, they, those ones came through BKFC Thailand. Um, By the way, they weren't good because the interviewers were good. You carry that shit. You're fucking easy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you I are. I'm, I'm not trying to compliment <laughs> you. It's an observation. This is fucking yeah. cakewalk. I think I think because I'm a like I said I was a tradie we're black belts and talking shit like if you're stuck beside someone in a 12 hour day like you just learn to speak a lot <laughs> I'm have a chat <laughs> um why would you make the um uh OnlyFans free Should, after you did that couldn't you have like made the OnlyFans not free and then and then because made money because the, the management team took over and it was making quite good money and then the management team just ran it into the ground to the point where it got to where I was like, okay, so. No, you're pissing at- me off. You're fucking pissing yeah. me off. Yeah, they pissed Are me off. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not there's, kidding. There's, girl, there's friends of mine, girls who are friends of mine, intimate friends of mine who are making a million dollars a year on OnlyFans, and they're just yeah. showing the shit that they show on their Instagram. Yeah, I know. It's having the right team um, with Insta- with your OnlyFans. It's a business. Um, so yeah, I don't know what happened there, but mine just went, it went down to nothing. So I think at one stage they even posted like a photo that was super pixelated and I'm like, dude, people are paying for this stuff. And just by the day it just went into nothing. And I, so it's just been, I've been handled. I'm a good product, but I need the right coach and I need the right like management and I need to be handled correctly, especially at this level of the game. Um, and it's just so easy to see things like change when you're not in the right hands. And yeah, I'm probably and that and that and that team's hard. gone from you. That team's gone. They're gone. Uh, no, but their I their team that was looking after the OnlyFans 100% is gone <laughs> from my OnlyFans anyway. I went back to my original group. I'm so bummed. And you've kind of abandoned your own Instagram. Uh, I have, but haven't. I just don't have anyone. I'm really good at taking videos, so I take really good video of all my teammates and. But you haven't posted in a, forever. You don't. You, yeah, you no, gotta, because we don't have a photographer, and I'm training, so it's so hard to get content for yourself when I'm the person that's usually helping get content for everybody. Yeah, um, everybody's videos are like you know, like the really bad dad photo where your feet are out, and and I'm not posting that. I don't care. <laughs> Damn. I. I <laughs> I'm moving to Thailand to fucking be your photographer. I used to dabble in photography now and again. I would love, I would love, if I had a full time photographer, I would, man. Listen, if you're in fucking Thailand and you're an aspiring filmmaker, fucking find Thai. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, that that's all the athletes that I know in the CrossFit space because it is such a niche, uh, niche sport. It, it's all aspiring filmmakers who will find someone and be like, hey, um, I'll, I'll film you and make clips for you and do all that shit for you for free. I mean, that's how this podcast grows. It's all just people doing shit for me for free. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where, um, any good product, um, like builds from is, is through that. Um, I think, I think, I think your podcast looks bomb, bro. It's 
all of it, the whole from this online, your little backdrop, it looks good. You know the 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 viewers bought this for me. Oh can you fucking believe that? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. that that's yeah, that's cute. That's I would move there for her. Um, I just need a camera. <laughs> Asshole. Uh I want to. Sorry, I know I've had you for so long. I know I've only I've got like five minutes because I got to go spa and my my coach is Dagestanian and he okay. he's always I'm, like okay pop star superstar I'm like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna show you that I'm gonna show you this th this clip from your Instagram so here you are this really tough girl you have this wall up right <laughs> you're you're not a wall but it, your wall is your superpower it's one of them right. Um, I, I won't even show this clip. I'll just ask you the question myself. But in this clip, you basically say, is is that the only – okay, let me, let me try and be delicate so that my listeners don't attack me and be like, don't be a scumbag. So I'm, um, I'll have these girls on the show who are really strong. You know what I mean? They got a 350-pound uh, back squat. They could do 50 pull-ups unbroken. They can fucking run a six-minute mile. And and uh, they won't – they're not interested in any guy who's weaker than them to fuck, to mate with, to court, right? <laughs> I'll, would you ever would you ever mate with a guy who you couldn't beat up or no, I could, that i could beat up oh sorry that you uh, could beat up i don't know i think there's so many different matches um mark, the, mark, mark let's say mark zuckerberg like let's say mark zuckerberg becomes single <laughs> i doubt that fella's coming this way <laughs> i don't know i don't know he's really into jujitsu now I'm, he was at the I, tournament where my kids competed last or two weeks ago. He competed there. I, it was crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Goes yeah. Goes Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, would you kiss I, him? Would you go out on a date with him? I, I would have to. Of course, you'd have to go out on a date. But right. then at the other spectrum, I'd go out on a date with Joe Rogan too. So, like, look, right. I, you've got two But you could probably only beat him up because he's old. Um, what? I don't think so, bro. He's a martial artist. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I don't know. I think I'm attracted to I'm attracted to people who are who own own themselves. Um, do I like alpha guys? Yeah, for sure. I'm, that's a natural like thing for me to be all. Oh my god. But I also like guys who are super passionate and into music or intelligent or funny. Um, they're just owning themselves and and at least as long as they're just fully themselves, like that's yeah, that's hard to come by. That's already. That's, that's already a unique trait. Um, yeah, Heidi says uh, she needs a man she can relax around. Yeah, I get that. So, sure, that's why my shoulders are up. It's it wasn't really meaning like I need to get dick down, but every coach is always like you're always so, and I'm like yeah because what I does dick down me. mean? Like just it's have just sex? More meaning to relax. Yeah, just to have sex, just to relax. So uh, a lot of my coaches are always like you're just so stiff and. And yeah, it's because I'm always overthinking and stressing and I don't, I think if I had a, a real, like a proper male, like a proper male in my life, like a real one, I probably would drop my shoulders and relax because, you know, I'm a little bit more protected, but I do not have that. Um, I don't have that gift to be able to just like let my guard down. I have, to, I'm always on edge. So um, yeah. This guy has a video camera, and I bet you he has a nice body, and he says she's describing me. Uh, Magnus Holmgren, Sevon, forget about it. She won't date anyone below six feet. You're out of the picture. Fine. Okay. But in okay. there, you say something that's fascinating to me, that basically you're in such control your whole life and that you're fucking knocking bitches out, 
and that basically you need a man who can just take it from you, pick you up while you're cooking dinner, pick you up, carry the bedroom and fuck the bejesus out of you. And so you can just be like, Oh, that'd be nice. Just you, you're looking for a, 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 a man who makes you safe to surrender, but he also has yes. to be take it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful romantic story you just explained. Thank you. I started sweating. <laughs> uh, Ty, if you could send me an address, I swear I will try to get these uh, pieces of rubber sent out to you. Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, it, was, it was my pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I put you in Google Alerts. Um, I'll be uh, following any media on you. If there's anything I can ever do to help you promote anything, uh, if you're ever out in Santa Cruz and you need three little boys to do jujitsu with, uh, they're only gray Aww. belts, but but they'd love to roll with you. <laughs> they'd probably be, be they probably beat my ass. Not even. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'll send you a CEO. I'll send you a CEO shirt too. Yes. Yes. Yes, right. yes please. Thanks All so right. much for having me on the show. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for keeping it real, man. Yeah, cheers. Bye. I knew it. She needs to date Jocko. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Sucks because I get off the show and I kind of need to unwind. Eight eleven. I got Brian Friend coming on tomorrow morning. That's always easy. He's so good. Eleven eleven p.m. Yeah, it's late here too. Fire guest. I know. I'm. I'm tickled. I'm right now. I'm just in my head. I'm so tickled. <laughs> it was good. I love having guests on. God, I love it. So cool. I wanted to put these on the the toe spacers. I really enjoyed the experience today. I want I want to uh, reach out to them and ask them if they'll sponsor this show. I'll put these on before every show. These are dope. I mean, these suck until they pay me money. I really enjoyed these. Oh, thanks, Bruce. That's what I. That's all I needed before I left. Uh, awesome job, Sevy. Uh, can she be a regular, Eric uh, Anus? Uh, Eric, I, she's cool. Uh, she would peg Brian Friend. Yeah, probably. Uh, does she replace Daniel Brandon for the dating show? I mean, fuck. She's good. Um, let me see what's going on here. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, okay. 84 people. Mm. Mm, people are really into this podcast when it's not CrossFit. Mm. Get David Weck back on the show. Mm, David Weck. He was cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, Daniel can play it cool. Gotta wait a week before you contact her. We need, I dude, Nikki Rod won't even fucking he. Dude, Nikki, I'm a fucking Nikki. I'm gonna text him right now. He he hasn't returned like my last like 15 texts. Oh, first of all, uh, I'm gonna tell Ty, uh, you're you're a beast. Thank you for 
being so awesome. Um, I wonder if Danielle Brandon would get jealous if she found out that I hit it off so well with another girl on the show. Uh, who who am I? Oh, uh, Nikki Rod, Nikki Rod, uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki, Nick Rodriguez. Let's do a podcast, please. Thank you. <laughs> you must think I'm, you should see our. It's just me texting them and him never responding. Uh, get feedback on the show. I know, right? Holy shit. Yeah, jealous. I said it. Jealous. I said it. You know she's jealous. You know I'm going to get on the fucking show. You know I'm going to get on the show is Matt Torres. I'm getting Matt Torres. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to tell Sousa that right now. I'm going to call Sousa. I always call Sousa and tell him I either did great or I shit the bed. I don't, to be honest, I don't think I did, I don't think I did great, but, um, but I do think it was a great podcast. And I, I was, I was really like, I, I wanted to ask her more about her boobs. I, I just, it seems irresponsible or not fully committed to get fake tits and, and be a professional athlete. But fuck, what do I know? You reach Matt, leave a message. And I'll... No. Uh, wait till uh, Danielle finds out you have tie toe spacers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh it, it, yeah, I don't know if I that's the thing. I don't know if I did great. But it was um, it was yeah, I agree. It was a really good podcast. She was cool. Though I was never bored. I was like concerned like qu questions were like just falling out of the tree and like I didn't know what to like which one to grab. I was like, "Oh fuck, which one?" And I got like two pages of fucking typed notes and all these links and I didn't get to use all of them. Oh. Oh, it's my wife. Hi. Hi. I'm still. I'm li I'm live. Oh, okay. Do I need to come I inside? Home. Oh, you aren't. Oh shit. Oh. Oh fuck. Oh. Oh no wonder. No, these monkeys were outside the studio, fucking like, just like screwing around and shit. I'm here. I said those monkeys were outside my studio, like bang, like throwing stuff out. Like they were out in the backyard, like just getting crazy. Oh my god! So I called you live on the air, but you were you were out uh, making uh, being the breadwinner. Yeah, right. Uh oh! I just made five dollars. Great show, DD one two three. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I love you. Um, t tell me when you're home. I'm going to finish the show when you come home and hang out. Okay. Okay, love you. Bye. Why Why so long? Are you driving? Yeah. Okay. I'm elevating. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Why would it take my wife so long to get home? You think she's stopping by someone's house? Do you think it was awkward between Carrie and Brandon at the end? No, I don't think. I know, I know, I know what I saw. Hey, uh, I know what I saw. I, I uh, they didn't um, so they didn't celebrate at all uh, at the finish line. They didn't high five, and then when they did the interview, they didn't celebrate. But but it's real. 
it's not awkward. It's not like goofy, awkward, dumb bitch shit. It's like real. Like she said, Danielle said something in that interview, like, yo, uh, I know she's good at the world class at the machines and next time she's not going to win next time. And it's like, yeah, she's, it's cool. I, I like it. And I got, Oh, Matt Torres. Oh, I tried to call Susan and tell him Matt Torres. I got to get Matt Torres on dude. Matt Torres has cracked the code. I'm telling you, someone said it's premature. It's not premature. Nate Ackerman, Dallin Pepper, James Sprague, um, uh, 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 Emma Carey, uh, 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 Daniel Brandon, all those people's parents, right? These are half the little kids. And there's some other freaks that are Fee Sagafi. I think Fee might be the only adult there. He's it's like he's running a fucking daycare. Like and and a daycare of like pit bulls. It's a uh uh Sevy, you're a five stage clinger. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. That is not fucking true. Uh, never seen uh, Sevy humming after a show. I hum after every show. That's a great description. I'm all I'm like after the show, I'm humming. Yeah, it's funny. You nailed it. Yet not only individualized, he has kennels for them. He keeps these motherfuckers in kennels. In kennels. She was upset, but like she was faking that she was upset, but it was also real she was upset. Do you know what I mean? Like she's so faking's not the right word. She was upset, but she was watching herself be upset. Like she's it's um she she's she, she, she could stop it, but she's she's watching it. Like she she's she's like maneuvering that ball of anger. But but it's cool. I she I she's uh she's special, man. She's it's, someone said to me the other day. There, uh, who said someone on the phone? I was talking with someone on the phone today, and they go, "Oh, so and so doesn't think Daniel Brandon's hot." I'm like, listen, it doesn't even matter what she looks like. It, it like she transcends looks. It's not. It's not. It's not. The, who gives a fuck? I mean, her body's insane, but like, uh real dudes like me can sniff her fucking three continents over. Like everyone wants to fuck her. Like men, women, cats, dogs, everything wants to hump her. Like she, she's, uh, she transcends uh, her. Uh, it's, it's, she, it's, she's not a girl. Like she, it's something different. Like everyone, uh, everyone wants to do jacuzzi with Danielle. Sorry. I shouldn't have said fuck. That was too crass. But but every she transcends it. Yeah, she's out. Yeah, yeah, that whatever that is. Yeah, she's she's like get me a beer and like three people get up. Oh, here we go. I gotta just find out how how uh, Torres is doing. Hey, what's up, Susa? Hey, what's going on? I'm uh, uh, I'm humming after the show. You're humming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I just left a city council meeting. <laughs> oh, did you have to wear a mask? No, 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 no. There's only a couple of those. Only a couple. Hey, but we got to say the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Really? Yeah, that, that's how they started it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Did you see any blue hairs like who refused to stand up? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I was, I, no, nobody participated. I was wondering if the masks were, but they, they participated. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, we got to get, can we get Matt Torres on? Yeah. Do we have his number? We do. We've talked to him before, right? Yeah. I texted him during the event yeah, and I was have. like, dude, we you're, have. you're a fucking freak. I, we need to, I think he, I bet you he was a dog. I bet you he ran a dog kennel in a previous life or, or a dog fighting <laughs> ring. 
dog fighting ring, pit bulls. Cock fighting, cock fighting. Yeah, total. <laughs> something where animals had to be kept in cages and uh, something. So, and and, he, and he's, he's, he's leveraged that knowledge to, uh, to, to and it's called brute now. <laughs> it's called brute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! Uh, in cage number one, we have Emma Carey. Uh, she appears <laughs> docile uh, and, and and friendly, but uh, don't let the uh, demeanor fool you. Uh, don't lean on that cage. In like cage... He comes out of his office and like Danielle Brandon and, and Emma are just tangled up, and he's got to run over and get in between. Oh them. no! There's there's lasers and barbed wire and brick walls and shit between <laughs> them. They ne- those animals can never. She's the dog with the muzzle. In cage number two, we have Dallin Pepper a prepubescent experiment that is currently transitioning into a man, a Superman. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how, what he's doing over there, but it's nuts. And that dude, Nate Ackerman, that kid, he, he did pretty good too. And he, he didn't, he, he didn't even look like he's gone into manhood yet. Yeah. He's got a couple of studs that still have a long career ahead of him. Huh? Yeah. Big roosters. Trina says, yeah, it's a big rooster farm. Yeah, he he yeah. Did, he knows something. Now you got the wheels turning. Like, what protocols does he have in place? Does he like gauge everybody's mood and see which 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 dogs can come out to play with each other, or are they all separated? Like, we got to figure it out. It's a strict it's a strict schedule. I, I got to know everything about how strict the schedule is. I bet you like I bet you Danielle has a parking spot. I guarantee you Danielle pulls up to the fucking gym, and she scans the parking lot and sees which cars are there and which aren't, and like it all <laughs> and, it, and it just fucking already sets her off. It's already going. Yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, it's like, uh, it's like if Emma Carey's in her spot when she walks in, she throws Emma Carey her keys and she goes, "When you want to get out, you're gonna have to move my car." It's like, <laughs> fuck, you know what I mean? I, I blocked you in. Blocked yeah, you. and Matt Torres has to be like, "I got it, no problem, girls. Don't you? Uh, I got it." And he gets both their keys and moves that shit around. Or, or he has a handler there, just shock Danielle, like with a a stick with an electric prod on the end. <laughs> Prod, yeah, just prod. yeah, just prod her down for a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, Nate Ackerman was incredible. I agree. They were all incredible. Dallin Pepper looking f- like Captain America. I agree. Lean as shit. Yeah, Danielle and, and Emma's bodies looked best I have ever seen them too. Everyone was fee man. Fee smile was fucking bigger than everyone's smile combined in there. It was nuts. It was it was so yeah. good. So, All star so, and someone did say that. Well, none of them have won the games. Who cares? Like, I, like I don't even care. I, who cares? That pressure's on uh, Justin Medeiros. Let's see. <laughs> I got my money on Justin to win the games. I everyone else is just. Uh, oh shit! I wanted to ask this girl. Are you driving right now, Sousa? No, I'm actually standing out in front. The thing that I was here for is like the longest thing on the agenda. There's a lot of people speaking about it, so. What is it? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's for the uh, Limor Wine Valley Inn, that bed and breakfast. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You're people, right? Okay, I, I don't know what I can and can't say about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have a small minority ownership in it, and it's a project that they're building out here in Livermore. It's like thirteen uh, high end bed and breakfast with a, uh, a restaurant, smaller restaurant, farm to table restaurant, and it's going to be planted up here in uh, wine country, Livermore and South Livermore. And there's just a neighborhood of really affluent houses that it's going by and they don't want it to be in their neighborhood, essentially. So all the people from that neighborhood, which 
I think are about more than double my age, um, are all here voting against it by making them tweak the plans. Like it's making us tweak the way the development's done each time, which just prolongs the project. And they've been kicking the can down the road for like two years now. So hopefully this is the last time because this is the last piece of approval. Funding's already in place and we should be able to break ground like hopefully come September if it all works out well. Someone in the in the comments said Matt Susie Gates. Yeah, like Bill Gates, Matt Susie Gates. Yeah. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be dope. Hey, I might even get you to come out here. Put put you in a and Haley have one of those nice bed and breakfast uh, rooms. I just want to go there and get, drink some vine. Some vine. Oh yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, uh hopefully this is the last one. So they're presenting in front of it. It's already been approved by the city, so the city's actually pushing it through with their lawyers because it meets all the zoning requirements in environmental requirements like there's a lot of hoops that have to be jumped through and we've already knocked them all down so hopefully this is the last step um yeah i hope so that bureaucracy sucks <clears throat> hey uh, um yeah. i forgot to ask i wanted to ask her about pressure i wanted to talk to her about the mal o'brien situation i forgot to do that and, and hear her opinion on it Oh, that would have been a great question. Because this chick's under a lot of pressure. Hey, you know what? I uh, yeah. Someone called me today. A friend of mine called me today. Okay. And kind of schooled me on the whole Mal O'Brien thing. It was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. Oh, and this friend is a good reference for this? I think so. I think so. A, a fantastic reference. And they basically told me. So I, I got a handful of. It, well, when I meant when we were going through the reasons why maybe Mal isn't competing this year, there was a particular reason that was thrown out there that got an audible gasp in the comments, right? So that we were going through like, uh, is it because a polar bear uh, ate her foot? Was it because um, you know uh, she has really bad diarrhea? Like we were going through all the possible reasons, right? And right. there was one reason that I gave that maybe it was that I had heard that I had heard, and I got an audible gasp in the comments. And then I got a couple DMs from people that I that I really trust, and they're like, "Hey, um, uh, that wasn't cool," but they didn't tell me why it wasn't cool. And actually, my mom said it wasn't cool, but she couldn't explain to me why it wasn't cool. Because maybe it, it struck on to uh, something there. That yeah. That oh, it's it's it, it, well. it's it's awesome. Uh, the guesses in the uh, so there so someone said uh, it was Fraser. <laughs> uh, it's because she was juicing. They're like trying to figure out what I said. Uh, it's because she's yeah. a scissor sister. Okay. Uh, and, and so this friend told me this, they said, um, uh, you, you, you can't talk like that. What you said about a, uh, a girl, her age, I can't remember how old she is. 19, I think 20. Okay. You, the, first of all, you can't, you can't talk about a girl like that. Who's that age. And I, and I was like, okay, like, uh, okay. And I, and I'm sensitive to a modicum of dignity when I have those guests on, right? Don't you think? Like, like I, I, like I talk differently to a nineteen-year-old girl than I spoke to this thirty-five-year-old girl today. I wouldn't talk to her about hundred percent. Yeah, I don't mind talking yeah, to eight, nineteen-year-old girl or whatever Mal is about her tits. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, is that they told me that you can't say that because you can't tell. When, when someone is not has not come out about certain things in their life, you can't be the one to do it. That mm, that's a that that's a major faux pas, and mm. that that mm. there's some things that you have to leave for other people. Yeah, it was so. So I'm thinking to myself, hmm, that's interesting. 
and it and it's along the lines of this that girl what's the benefit what's the benefit of saying that girl who who uh sporty beth who made that video about me call is this okay to talk to you about this how are you on time yeah i'm just chilling after this meeting. i'm gonna head back home in a minute that lady who made that um video sporty beth calling me the most toxic man in crossfit it's weird if you have mental health issues to make it um to to talk shit about someone on the internet right yeah because you're like you should be sensitive to it right you would think so Right. right. If you were dealing with it, you wouldn't want to push it on others. Yeah. Like I'm a father. I, I have kids. And like she could have just sent me a note being like, hey, dude, you're a piece of shit. And like you should knock this off and this off. But she made a whole video. And it's just weird. It's, it's, it's just like a, um, it, it crosses kind of a line if you have mental health issues and you're t it's just weird. I have the sensitivity to know if, if I would have known that you don't. I, it was like I gave, it was like I invited people to her bar mitzvah and I shouldn't have. Nah, that's not a good metaphor. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Hey, it's like she's got a really great story to tell and you just show up at the room first and you just say it, right? Con yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I, I stole her thunder, but it's, it's but it's way, it's way worse than that. Doesn't do it enough. It's not heavy enough. And I'm not saying it's what I said that was what it was true or not true. It's just that it, it was a social faux pas. It's not it's not even political correctness. It was a social faux pas like farting in an elevator. Right. But it was worse. But this was worse that I did when I had it explained to me. And it, and it made me wish I didn't say it. I mean, that's the nature of having a live podcast. I mean, I'm not like beating myself up over it. I just wish I wouldn't have said it just like I wouldn't. It, it's different. Like it's different to uh, bend over and accidentally fart, you know, and, and, and fuck up the, the elevator. But it's like. <laughs> But it's also like, hey, you did it on purpose. And, and mine was kind of in between. I, I didn't know really how bad the, the fart was going to be. But anyway, I – can you turn the volume up on the phone? Yeah, sorry. How's that? Better. Thank you. That's what I like about this show. People can just give me – yeah, there you go. He's not even talking. you right off. How's that better? <laughs> anyway, do, do, do you see what I'm saying? I can't, you're not supposed to out someone. I do. Right. It would, right, be, it right. would be like if someone gave my address out on the internet. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I probably, probably shouldn't do it's that. It's not against the law. It's not wrong. Anyone could do it who hated me. But, like, I should have known better to not chat with the rogue bot. I, I, <laughs> the what bot? The rogue bot. I was relating it back to your address, flipping it. <laughs> oh, um, I don't get the rogue bot. I don't get it. Because you were on the rogue website talking to the chat. Oh, bot. oh, when my, when, oh, you think that was a bot? You think that was a human? I do. Oh, you're talking about when I was chatting with Rogue and my address came out on accident. Yeah. That yeah. was, that the, was my the, fault, too. That was pretty stupid, too. The, the AI, well, the AI chat outed you. you know? Oh, it did? Oh, it yeah, that's true. right. It sent, right, right. Is this your address? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Ken Walters, your place looks great from Google Earth. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, I just... I, I I just uh, I I appreciate the lessons that some of you try to teach me. Like uh, it, it's good. I, I I learn a lot from this. Uh, I learn I learn a lot from this show. I truly do. It was it was a faux. What what did, did you drive faux somewhere? Pas? Yeah, I want to spell faux pas. How do I uh, faux pas? Uh, F O no F O P A. Nope, that's not right. <clears throat> hmm. Someone will spell it for me in the um.
Oh, uh, F F A U X P A S, uh, faux pas, a definition. Oh, that sounds right. Uh, a significant or embarrassing error by mistake, a socially awkward or improper act or remark. Yeah, it was, it was so, it was inappropriate, socially inappropriate. Oh, I did, I just did that at the city council meeting, so that's good. What did you do? Well, all the people that were coming up from the south, uh, Livermore, the neighborhood there, were talking about like being fair or the plan being compromised, and I walked up and I said, "I'd like to quote my mother here, and life isn't fair." Oh <laughs> city shit! City council members. The city council member raised their eyebrows and followed that up with, we have to understand that this is a long-term thinking. We're thinking 10, 20, 30 years out in front of what it could do for Livermore wine culture and the smaller vineyards here to allow the other businesses to flourish. And that was kind of a dig at them too, because like, you know, if they, if some of those people make it 15 years, that would be impressive. They all have to be like in their late seventies. Uh, uh, yeah. That, and, and did you guys think you won? Did they vote? Uh, well, it'll, I don't know. I left. I was talking to you. So we'll find out. Oh. There was, there, they had the whole neighborhood show. There's 30 people speaking against it. They all get two minutes and they take up that whole two minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Howie, Howie Duet says this, for example, this is just an example. Uh, I would like to apologize for telling everyone that Brian friend is gay before he's ready to do it himself. That, just for example. Like yeah, that's a that's, that would be a fa- that would be a social faux pas. Uh, uh, Sevon's example. Sevon's bun. Um, a high-profile person does that, and people aren't <laughs> expected to speculate why. No, they they. I mean, you are expected to. That, I mean, you are expected to speculate. I mean, it's not like we're ambulance chasers. It's like it's like what we do every day. Um. Uh, anyway. Um, so socially insensitive. Ah, I don't know if I like that. I appreciate the attempt. I'm just going to go with faux pas. Faux pas, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyway, it, it, it was uh, uh, negligence at most on my part. Uh, malicious is zero. Uh, there was no malicious intent. I think overall the the, the podcast uh, was uh, spot on. Yeah, it wasn't. There was no malicious intent. There wasn't. By the was, way, uh, no one, no one, no one from her. By the way, no one from her camp was like. What, no one from her camp was like. Oh my god! Thank you so much for defending her and letting everyone know that it absolutely one hundred percent wasn't steroids. I didn't get. I didn't get any of that. It was just like what I <laughs> fucked up on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest apology. I don't know if I'm apologizing. Yeah, maybe I'm apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I'm just giving a lesson. I learned it. I learned it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more like it's a um, it's I'm, I'm I'm appreciative of the lesson learned. I'm appreciative of the my having friends from this show who are willing to call me and and uh, gently navigate the monstrosity that uh, ego that is Sevamatosian to be able to teach me shit. How gracious gracious of you to accept it. Um, uh, yes, thank you. Um, and I and I thought I was I thought if, if I was her I would be really I'd be like wow Sevon has my back. That's what I would think, honestly. If, from that show, would you think that? You can be honest with me. I, I think that it's actually. I talked about it with Space Man back, and I thought it was really cool how the end you like summed it up in a bow, and you're like, "Hey guys, fun speculating, paraphrasing here." But like, we have a fun speculate, but we have to remember there's a person behind this, and yada yada yada. But I thought you did a great job doing that piece of it, and you were sincere about it. You know, it wasn't superficial. I don't really know how to be superficial. Well, that's not true. 
uh, Barry McCockner, I do not like this. You ready for what he said? Uh-oh. What'd he say? He said, we still love you. Like he was like he thought I did something uh, wrong. Oh, I think he uh, was. The, oh, but you know what? I think he was the ones that um, uh, had an audible gasp. I think even he. I think I even crossed the lines of a guy named Barry oh. McCockner. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Good. Okay. Then I accept that. We still love you. Right. Schools with the Cockner, huh? Hey, um, that was pretty cool. Uh, we had that great weekend. Are you driving now? Yeah. We had that great weekend. With, uh, the show was massive over the weekend with um, Tyler Watkins, uh, John Young, and Brian Spin. And, and I, you and Caleb in the background the whole time, and JR came and went, and uh, the thumb was here. And great show. And Rich Froning and Daniel Brandon checked in with us. Not. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's still two weeks. <laughs> that that those those numbers rolled over to this morning. This morning show is pretty big. It was big for a morning show. Yeah, that was cool. There's yeah. a lot of people hanging out. That was fun. Yeah, I I kind of walked around with a little more swag today because of that. Yeah, I get it. There you go. Oh, Trina's in the, Trina's in the comments because we're doing a night show. Ah, or a morning show. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. Sure. Trina's not in the morning here in the mornings, right? Because she's not. I never see her in the mornings. No, no. I'm in a morning show for her. Oh, right. Something. Yeah. 14, whatever. Some crazy hour difference. Yeah. Uh, Ken Walter, 75,000 views on the last show so far. Oh, but who's counting? Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I never look at the numbers. I just do my best work. Oh, worry about these. I uh, did. Bod, did Boz re, Did you reach out to Boz? I did. Not to come on the show. I'm still courting him for the games. I'm just, you know, I just told. I thought thought that the last event was fucking amazing in terms of uh, for a final event. Got to see the guys run across the floor with the bags. I like the one girl we saw dive over her bag and trip and eat shit. I love all that. So I loved all the rogue that rogue event where the people dumped, jumped over the bag was killer. <clears throat> uh, Eric, yeah, she wouldn't come on the hour. show before anyway. No real loss, right? Who? I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not. I'm, uh, who are you talking about? If you're talking about Mal, no, no. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do. I don't want to do people bad. I don't want to do. I don't. I, I unless unless let me rephrase that. If I want to do someone bad, I want to do it bad because I want to do them bad. I don't want to do someone bad on accident, right? Yeah, no, that doesn't feel good. I'm not, I'm not interested in running the dog over with my car unless he yeah. unless he killed one of my kids. Then I'm running wow. over with the car. I'm not interested yeah. in like hurting Mal's feelings or anyone's feelings. Uh, it, 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 I didn't have to use that example as possibility, even though well, I better stop. I better stop. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Ken Walters, uh, Jeffrey Birchfield, if you're not over 60, you're not old enough. Then again, I'm on my second bang. Oh my God, Ken, you're going to have a fucking heart attack. Are you joking? You're drinking a bang and it's 841 at night. You're fucking 60, dude. That's just, it likes to party. Damn, that's extreme. And, uh, intent actually matters, Cornholio. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Someone make a clip yeah. of that. Fuck, the guest is gone and the viewers are going up. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, no. You guys, the guest was amazing today. If you did not watch that show today, Ty Emery, you did not see my best work. I spent, I spent an hour and 39 minutes just waiting to ask her um, what kind of man she wants to do it with. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if someday I'll move to Thailand and my kids will train there. Oh, Thailand, huh? I've, th I've had the delusions of grandeur. Yeah, you gotta watch out for those lady boys. I'm I'm so I'm so committed to my wife unless something weird were to happen. Oh, did you want to hear something <laughs> interesting about Thailand? Um, unless my and by weird I mean like my wife like brought home a lady boy, but um. Uh, in Thailand, if you're a woman, you can't show your tits in public. But if you're a lady boy, you can show your tits. So if you have fake tits uh, and a cock, you can show your tits. That's the signal. And you know, that's I like how they got them on a loophole, too. They're like, hey, put that away. And then they like show them the cock. They're like, all right, never mind. <laughs> oh, all right. My wife's home. All right, guys. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Souza. Uh, um, I guess I won't. I don't know when I'll see you. You're not coming on the show tomorrow morning, right? No, oh, not shit. Morning. Are you going to be on tomorrow night show with Dave running the back end when Dave Castro comes on? Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. He's coming. He's coming in the house. Oh shit! I just saw the thumbnail. Bruce made it sick. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit! What? He wrote on the thumbnail, "Not Dave Castro, not a pop seal." Oh, I saw, oh, no. I saw that title. Oh no! Uh, oh, thank uh, you, Trina. Oh no! Uh, we're gonna have to uh, adjust that. <laughs> I don't know. No, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Ken Walter okay. says it's so good, but he's fucking all spun up on caffeine. <laughs> he's out of his he's banged out he doesn't know what's going on uh all right i will uh i'll talk to you later thanks dude for call, giving me a call yeah oh oh yeah yeah and you're gonna check with our news we're gonna you're we're gonna reach out and maybe try to get a sponsor right yeah 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 we'll give you a conversation see what we can do with that okay all right thank you awesome Bye. Bye. these guys are a fucking perfect fit I mean, i'm gonna wear these every show might as well try to get some loot out of them. These things are cool. You you will like these. I don't know how much these are, but you would you will like these. I'm telling you. I'm already I'm already promising to send them to people. God, I hope that I I I, I hope that uh, I, Susan can ask them. Hey, someone promised to bury your. <laughs> what do you want for the sponsorship deal? Well, first of all, we promised to pair to someone. 50, really? These are 50 bucks? Holy shit. I better fucking be cool with these. They're toe spacers. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave them here every morning right by my mouse. And then, and then I'm going to, when the show, I'm going to wear them for two hours during the show. And then I'm going to take them off and set them right here. Damn. All right. 
Um, you got them for me, Jeff, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. I will uh, see you guys in 10 hours and 15 minutes with Mr. Friend and John Young for predictions tomorrow. It's going to be wild. 20 bucks. Oh, 20 bucks. Dude, I, I buy 300. I have to go. 300 pairs for 50 cents each. Uh, under my socks. I don't wear I, under my socks. No, no, no. Don't you don't change the thumbnail. It's fucking good. It's fine. Let's get, uh, let's, let's make it so we get slapped around. So what? Jocko's a confident man. So is Goggins. It's okay. It's just funny. It's all chill. Nothing but love for Jocko. Bye-bye.